everyone, and welcome to episode 144 of Squared Circle Gazette Radio. I am Liam O'Rourke, alongside Kieran O'Rourke. Season's greetings. Carl Jones. This time of year, I'm reminded of the Jimmy Stewart film, It's a Wonderful Life. It was full of shit, wasn't it? Carl. We're not doing Presley. <laughs> that was an intro, wasn't it? That'll be no intro. Holt Presley Spiel out there. And I'm like, oh, okay. That, that, um, that's Matt Holt. Holt is here as well. Yay! And Matt Holt. Uh, hello, ho, ho, ho. <laughs> and we are back this week for the 2018 Christmas show here at Squared Circle Gazette Radio. Uh, as always, this is a very free-flowing format of a show. Kieran, you're disapproving of the coffee? I can't drink this out of this cup. It's... <laughs> It's healed. Ah. It's healed over at the top. It's really awkward to drink out of. It has Kieran. a lip on it that is just impractical for tea drinking. Fine, it's coffee. <laughs> Stupid woman. Hey, being topical today, I see, Matt. Of course, it's going to be my intro. The, the, you fuck that right up. <laughs> the, the Jeremy, the Jeremy Corbyn line from today that's uh, going doing the rounds. Uh, I like the way Liam just explained that in case we have any female listeners that thought I was genuinely saying stupid woman. Or foreign people who do be. not know, of course, could who be. Jeremy Corbyn is, other than, you know. Rob Lowe chimed in on it this afternoon. Did so, he really? Yeah, it's already reached Hollywood. This is the kind of stuff you get on the SCG Christmas show. <laughs> and we're all sober. <laughs> so, of course, we do have uh, a lot to get to this evening. As always, on these mailbag shows, which is what this is, uh, you, the fantastic loyal listeners, have sent us your questions on the Facebook page at facebook.com slash scgradio, as well as emailing us at scgradio at hotmail.com uh, with things you'd like us to discuss around the oaken table this evening, topics of all sorts, gentlemen. Uh, and as well as that, we have been sent... The Great SCG Survey from Tiger Rick of the UK Fan Forum. Uh, a litany of questions. And as well as that, we are announcing the winner of our G. John Chase Memorial Brian Pillman Book Contest. Uh, where we will be giving away a copy of Crazy Like a Fox. A signed copy of Crazy Like a Fox. Uh, my biography on the life of Brian Pillman. Uh, good tidings to all men. And uh, I think we should kick it off with a little bit of survey. What do you think? Alright, just to kind of uh, let you guys get, get a feel for this it's, it's, it's very free format, open round table So whoever wants to chime in first okay. Question 1 All time favourite wrestler Sure, Michaels Carl He who shall no longer be named on the network Benoit All time favourite wrestler is Chris Benoit Yep wow. uh, Above Steve Austin I'm, I'm going purely on the Purely on the in-ring bit here. Who's your favourite car? I think all-time favourite. This, this is the thing. Okay, yeah, it's all-time favourite, so you can't go to pure. Well, it's not what you like, but <laughs> yeah, it, it, there's the difference between who you believe the best is and who yeah. your favourite is. Who's the guy who fucking gets your blood? Is it Benoit? To this day, I'm, I'm glad how you cut yourself off there. From is this the guy that gets your blood? <laughs> Where yeah. is that sentence going to finish up? Yeah. Oh no! If, if we're talking all right, clearly Austin. Austin for you? Yeah. Halty, I'm intrigued to know your answer to this. Um, with Kieran, HBK. Yeah, Yay! Without, without a doubt. I mean, I don't follow or watch much current product, and, and when I do tend to go back and watch older stuff, it's usually always Sean, you know, Sean matches that I either loved or didn't, hadn't watched at the time and, and go back. So, yeah, just... Did uh, you watch him at Crown Jewel? No, I did not watch him at Crown Jewel. I saw the fact that him and Hunter were lying there in the corner of the ring looking like a pair of bo- wrinkly old bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, um, yeah, I didn't even know he was actually having a return. You told me, so uh, that was, um, yeah, wow. Yeah, uh, I think I'm inclined to say Shawn Michaels as well, obviously. But I will say that in recent months, uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi's been climbing my list. He's been so great this year, and I've loved, I love him anyway, but like he's just so fucking great. 
that uh, he's, he's climbing the rank. He's up there with Kabashi as my all-time Japanese favourite. So, uh, whoa, 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 whoa. More than Mr. Fuji. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we had a great Fuji line before we started on primetime wrestling. Bobby Heenan with another one of those lines you can't get away with today. <laughs> but uh, yeah, all-time favourite match is next on the, uh, the round table here. Sean versus Razor at WrestleMania 10. What a match. Austin Brett at Mania 13. Uh, hmm. I actually, this is the one that one's had the hardest time figuring out because the ladder match is my, was my gut instinct, which means that's probably correct. WrestleMania <laughs> 10. If it's the first one I think of, then I yeah, think of my I'll favorite matches. Razor. It's probably that. And then, like, the more I think about it, it's like, well, there's this match that I loved and this match that I loved, but. To me, I think probably the first one Austin and Brett was the other immediate one so those are the two that come to mind for sure yeah I think um, mine's a weird one because it's a match that I can always go back to and I know it always comes in these sorts of top 10 so I, I still think the 92 Rumble is like that's, a, yeah, that's a massive great one for me um, only because like that's an era that I watched and it's literally like a who's who so uh, you, you can just go back and in this encapsulation of what about an hour must have been yeah. um, just over, you, you literally just get this sort of like trip through everything you remember yeah um, I know there's not a massive amount of work work in it but actually it's an exercise in not working lots like, <laughs> but still being absolutely brilliant yeah. so yeah I'd, the, I'd the flow of the match the strips of the match is so good you, the, the elements of like the, the it's one of those rumbles 90s similar to this one for me in the sense of like it feels like the, like this guy that comes out next is another big star and yep. then another big star yep. and another big yep. star until you hit like, the Greg Valentine Repo Man Volkoff period that brief period of the Rumble but then the rest of it's just like Flair and Savage yep. and Hogan and yeah. Taker and Sid and yep. <laughs> Sid excuse me <laughs> um, yeah so I, I, I think that pretty much sums that up favourite non-WWE match this is a bit more of a thinker Ooh. Can we include companies they I bought? <laughs> yeah, I'd, yeah. Have a, I'd, have, I'd have a hard time picking a Masawa Kabashi match because singling one out I find difficult in their series. Um, I'm immediately going to Flair and... Flair Steamboat? Is that what you're thinking? I'm thinking Flair Steamboat or Flair Funk. Um, I'll go Shytown Rumble. That, yeah, Flair Steamboat, Shytown Rumble when uh, Steamboat wins the belt. That's pretty high up there on my list. Yeah, I would probably go. I always really like Flair Vader from was it Starcade '93? Yeah, yeah. I, I always like that match. Um, I'm always a, a fan of matches that are. Well, that match doesn't feel like every uh, lots of other Flair matches. It do. It has you know the, the, the hallmarks and stuff like that. But no, I always think that's a match that it tells a story that really feels unique to that. Yeah, I agree. Two pair of two 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 individuals and and that. I think yeah, I like that match. That's great. That's uh, that's a pretty good, pretty good shout, Kieran. What are you umming and ahhing about over there? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm. I'm. T- my first thought was some some kind of kabashi miss hour, but then I can't single one out. I probably prefer one of the tags they're involved. I, yeah. I, I, I would. Yeah. I, I don't really. I, I couldn't single one out to be honest. But I, they're probably the most f- enjoyment I've ever had watching. Like it's just from a pure wrestling point of view. Yeah, that's that that mid nineties was. It's golden. Japan. Yeah, it's I golden love that golden. stuff. I, I, to be honest, that was actually my first thought, and I'm I'm, yeah. I'm reaching my head for the date, and it's it's evading me. But it's the it's the it's the the Tawe and Kawada against Kabashi and Masao match when Kawada pins Masao with a power bomb after like for it's he's, he's I think it might be the first time he ever pins Masao, and it's escaping what the date it is. But that match is so fucking great. I love that match with all my heart and soul, and I think that's probably my all-time favorite non-debut match. 
Uh, we'll go for one more here before we get to some of the more random questions. One more on the survey. Favourite tag team of all time, gentlemen? Again, another thinker. The Rockers. Yeah, I really did love the Rockers. <laughs> yeah, really I really did. <laughs> is, this, is this Marty Jannetty bias? Yeah, this is it, man. <laughs> I, um, you know, it's my favourite all-time single wrestler and my favourite most underappreciated wrestler of all time. Which, uh, <laughs> my boy Marty now they were an awesome tag team I mean I was born in 83 so I started watching like, they, they were like the exciting new I've always said to you like I don't really remember teams like Demolition the first time I remember the end of them and not really thinking they were that good I remember they like had like cool Hasbro figures but but oh, the yeah. Rockers I really sort of like watching on to and you know their breakup remains one of my favourite angles and stuff so they were ace absolutely brilliant yeah. great great run definitive yeah. end not, not marred by the fact that they were never tag team champions sadly you love them, you love them. The top rope broke. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Kieran, you you on board with the Rockers oh, as well? I'm on board with the Rockers, yeah, obviously. I loved the Rockers before I singled out Sean. And obviously I hate Sean when he did he did Marty like that, but it was the right thing to do. So. <laughs> right thing to do in the end. I was having a really hard time with this one because I was thinking, again, Rockers. I love the Hardys when the Hardys, I know it was going to yeah. s- turn your stomach car, but I love the Hardys like when when, uh, when they were getting steam just because oh, I yeah. thought I honestly thought Jeff Hardy was like the next Shawn Michaels yeah. Yeah. so it's like I fucking love it they're so fucking cool and they come out with the music and the, 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 again Jeff doing the stunts and all that stuff perfect for the era the Hart Foundation was is another like great candidate because I loved just again as a kid it's like I love Brett and Anvil like coming out together and again Demolition I was a huge mark for as a kid I think in totality when I think about it now I think Tully and Arn get my nod yeah. as my favourite tag team because I love the combination of the promos the way they work Arn's fucking awesome Tully's the king as we've discussed before uh, so I think Tully and Arn are getting a nod from me Carl your thoughts oh, I'm wholeheartedly on board with Tully and Arn yes good man good man good shout so we're going to return to the survey is that, is that our all time fantasy tag match then like, well, not that it didn't happen but like Rockers versus Tully yeah, and Arn I guess yeah. it is and those matches were great I yeah. love those matches yeah. they had together they were yeah. terrific so uh yeah, we'll come back to some of these. We've got some more of these with some more in-depth stories a little bit later on. In-depth answers from ourselves would be good. Um, we'll get to one of the first questions here. Steve Bachenik from uh, one of our good friends in Maryland says, Merry Christmas to the group. My question for you guys is, who is your choice to be the guy going forward in WWE with Roman shelved, at least temporarily? Of course, Roman currently with leukemia. So uh, who, who would be the replacement top guy? Marty Gennetti. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, I have a really I, when I think of this right now I don't really doesn't such a bad job and, actually, and I will actually I'll relate this to another thing that Tiger Rick mentions which is that we've all mentioned recently that WWE is not tickling our ivories lately um, so for that reason it's kind of hard to pick somebody who's going to secede the role of the top guy in the company because they've done such a fucking piss poor job of like scorching the earth with the, the fans faith in any of these people that it's kind of hard to picture who could do it anymore in a way that would mean anything. What what was what would being the man even mean for someone who's not Roman or doesn't have the that the um kind of full support of Vince behind him? Because we we've seen what happens in that story, and that's you end up doing a job in three months' time, or you'll do a job along the way, and it'll hurt you, and you won't it's, push it's the way. Daniel Bryan. Yeah, it even, well, it won't be. It might not even be that bad. Um, that's probably more extreme, but it's that is you know it, it, along those lines of. If their focus isn't there, they will. They won't service you like the way they should. I think even Roman, they haven't done that any, to anyway. Yeah. So, um, what does that even mean anymore? Being the guy, yeah. So I'm going to stay with this into what little I, I 
um, saw recently is I saw that the McMahon's all appeared oh, yeah. on yeah. this week. So is, back. Is, is that literally like a signal of uh, reset? But like, what yeah, was totally. The point yeah. Of the promo? Basically, like, basically, the ratings have been fucking awful lately. Really bad. Like among the worst in history of the show. And so, as a panic move, the McMahon's are all back on television. More McMahon's for your entertainment. No dollars on television. They've and returned to shake things up. And in this case, we're partying like it's 1999. Yeah, nothing. They're actually not really changing the show at all. It looks like it's just their it's lip service to bring the McMahon's back. That's that's okay. Just a panic move. So I guess Vince is now the guy. Is <laughs> the he looks so fucking old, by the way. I know he is old, <laughs> but fucking hell, he looks yeah, yeah. he looks like he's been he looks like the ghost of Christmas past on Scrooge. I think the pictures that I saw. What's amazing is like <clears throat> I remember first getting back in in 99 and thinking oh god Vince McMahon looks old now now I look at Shane and I think he looks older than Vince did there you know like, you know, like they've, they've all obviously you know but we're talking a lot of years now that those guys have been coming and going at the forefront of it all yeah well Shane just has a face that looks like he's permanently eating something <laughs> like he's permanently got something between those cheeks to be honest um, but returning to the question <laughs> um, is, is Triple H now like the surrogate Linda then when we see yeah. the McMahon's like yeah. <laughs> more feminine <laughs> um, oh, it is a really tough one because you just think they've done, done such a poor job with, the, with the, the present roster I'm trying to think is there someone in NXT that I could see them doing a better job with us again no one jumps out no uh, because the WWF jeez WWE I've always got it in my, in my mentality that the, the guy has to be a baby face so, uh, oh. who's that type? Because I think a cool mother's girl had probably said Seth, but even he, they've called him off. They call this well, Jensen Ambrose. Your, turn. You know, thousands of matches with Dolph Ziggler will eventually do that to you. Well, that's, that's true. Well, thousands of matches with with any one individual will do that to you. Why the hell do you want to keep paying but to see Dolph. that? Yeah, yeah. Someone who's far outlived their usefulness, in my opinion. Um, see, a couple of years back, I, I would I could have said it would have been Kevin Owens. Would have been a good shout. I know that's one that Kieran spoke of. As a baby face, yeah. As a baby face. Um, he was definitely starting to catch like some momentum when I last watched. Like, yeah. I, 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 answering this question, I'm probably going to say someone who's dead or been fired. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's okay. And, and somehow okay. Marty Genetti's not one either. <laughs> Fuck you, world. <laughs> it's okay. You know no, Tiny no, List has been dead for some time. <laughs> I've got it. If, if you're if you want to grab the attention of a bunch of disassociated 20 or 30 something fans who feel they don't like how you're running the business and you're looking for a guy to come in to be the top guy and grab attention fucking throw a little money at CM Punk <laughs> how the worm has turned I can do it I'm not yeah. talk business I'm just yeah yep. <laughs> um, I like that outside the box thinking but in, in terms of someone that's someone that's there I'm not sure if anybody I, I, I think I think the the best all round performer is Joe still yeah he got knobbed this year absolutely did that's sort of the the Styles feud but yeah yeah, I know he's dicking around with Jeff Hardy who once upon a time would have been the answer to this question for me but he's a little older now that was 10 years ago so there you go but from like um, an outside in not really watching the current product I see like the box for the games and, and AJ's all over so is AJ not the AJ format? gets promoted quite heavily but it's on Smackdown so it's like it's like okay. the they've still got that thing of the you know whatever it's, it's over there on Smackdown it's not a big deal it's like Raw is obviously the, still the, the golden goose at the moment honestly the, the answer to who the guy is is probably 
Ronda Rousey or Becky Lynch, the, the, the two women who are the most over at the minute, because they're they've got more momentum. They've got more momentum than any of the guys. So I'd, I'd probably be inclined to say they, that. They, I know that doesn't really answer no, Steve's no, question, no, no, but, but did, yeah, we, we're, we're appreciating Steve's question while acknowledging that it's a bloody hard one to really give a a forthright answer to. Yeah. Um, in terms of that uh, that comparison, there, this will probably piss quite a few people off. But I I don't care how good. A, the stint she's put in recently it's still clearly Rousey if you're going to pick one of them yeah. you go with a person who has, who has more of a yeah, widespread that. name recognition yeah. that's exactly who you go for a lot of people won't like that because Becky Lynch is apparently the best thing since sliced bread these days but you know yeah uh, actually I'll, I'll, I'll use that to segue to uh, another question that Tiger Rick asked which was would you main event Wrestlemania with Ronda versus Lynch this year since nothing else seems to be big on the horizon as someone completely out of the loop fuck yeah go for it yeah. just do it because the first time that happens it's going to be powerful anyway yeah. you know there's such a social really? swell for this really though because they beat the beat us over the head with that fucking bullshit all the time the first yeah. ever women women maybe that's because I'm not working <laughs> yeah. so it's like and it's just, just another yes it's it's a nice cash it doesn't mean a thing reality wise but if they're the biggest stars on the show then fuck it you do yeah yeah at the minute, it feels like they are the biggest stars on the no, show, so I absolutely would do so it. At this point, just do it. Yeah. Because what have you really got to lose? Yeah. You're you're based on a, you know, it's a subscription based. Yeah. The program so these days, now. so you're not really worrying about a buy rate, which I would still stick my neck out as misogynistic it may sound. If we were still in that current climate, and you did promote that as the main event, I don't. I don't think it would. Idea. It wouldn't do very well. Um, but in the current climate, yeah, why the hell not? You're in front of yeah your most hardcore audience anyway, so they're, well they're going to be predisposed to give an opinion like one way or another. They'll uh, be they'll love it. Those they, fans they, they will love presumably it. would love it, and it would mainstream make... press from it as well. That it's racy, so everyone want to talk about it, and then and they'll jump on the on, on the bullshit that it actually means something main event with women when it probably won't move they're the needle anyway. I'm, I'm, I'm you know yeah. they're just acts. Yeah. It's they're wrestling acts. It doesn't yeah. matter if they're male yeah. or female. It doesn't matter. Put them in the main event. Yeah, I, I was going to say at, at this point, like I say, it's any one individual match is not going to draw that crowd at Mania anyway. No, they, they, they come in. They come in anyway. So since that's the case, if there's ever a time to do it, this is the time. If you're ever going to have two women who are going to be hot enough to do it, this is the time. No. I, I, I would. I would actually. I absolutely would. Um, uh, Joe Ankovic here says, "If you had to choose between Vince and Stephanie, as the which would never appear on TV again, why would it be Stephanie?" <laughs> Seriously, though, which he says, if one of them had to be room one hundred and one from that from this point forward, Stephanie, Stephanie, because because Father Time will take care of Vince eventually <laughs> anyway, sooner than he would Stephanie, and I can't think of a single Merry character slash performer who was just irritates me so much in the context of heat building the heat building the heat building the heat building the heat and there's no payoff there's never a payoff. Don't give me the table spot in the Rollins match because that's that's not enough for how much you have to endure in the process. Think about that. That's a vanity spot for her. That's not a fucking spot yeah, to put yeah, Seth over. So no. that's bullshit. Um, has to be Vince has to stay because it's Vince because he's fucking great and he's fucking great. I'll <laughs> say <laughs> yeah. I, I've got to go with um, with Steph Steph to go. I think that Vince um, used sparingly and used right. Vince has always got like I'll always always go back to and I know there's been a lot more Vince since then. But um, when he lost the um, 
the match with was it with Austin where he had to then go off TV for ages and then he oh yeah Hunter yeah. was like manhandling Linda and he did the comeback the, yeah. at the end of the show and um, get off my wife you son of a bitch this, is, this isn't business yeah, this is personal that's, no, that's it that's the line and um, yeah so I think you know Vince Steele that music that you know that ends. I think generally it doesn't matter how long it's been with Steph you're always gonna get ugh, rather than oh like with Vince yeah, it, yeah. it might be like you know it's like um it's like an old flame, man. You, you just need one <laughs> night to go, fuck me, that was why it didn't. And then, at least with Vince, you still always get that intrigue. Whereas like with Steph, you're just like, oh God, I didn't want to ever see her again. So, Fantastic analogy. I like that a lot. Like sex with the ex. <laughs> I was going to say, whilst you're describing this, all I'm thinking of with Vince, it's passed me the cigarette. And with Steph, it's, for God's sake, don't turn the light. <laughs> Matt Yaxley emails and says, Merry Christmas, fellas. A show I thought you might have been interested in doing this year was covering the 10-episode run of World of Sport on ITV. Uh, what a rip. Um, Absolutely not. Now the series is done and is starting to feel dusted. What were your thoughts on the show and how do you think this has impacted any other company having a chance to get a serious run in this country? Well, I... My memory being a bit hazy from alcohol abuse over the years, I can't recall, Liam, if, if we've talked about this on the air, if this was just a conversation Briefly, I've had we've with talked you, about this once in passing. when it was just, the vibe of it was just completely mid-90s, almost like gladiators style sort of vibe to it. It comes off as Bush League, something that's not to be taken seriously. Alex Shane's there. Alex Shane's there, which is always a net negative. Um... <laughs> Fucking shit. And, <laughs> fucking shit. <laughs> and, and, it, and it almost it gives that impression of the, of the pantomime nature that I just hate. Halty, your thoughts? I, I want to know what your, your thoughts are. Uh, I saw very the little, little bit. I did watch the little bits that I saw. Um, it was weird because, like, people would. People I know that haven't watched wrestling for years, they did, like, sort of say to me, Oh, you're watching it, you're going to tape it. And I was like, fuck <laughs> don't, even, don't even watch the semi good wrestling or the good wrestling let alone what I know is going to be like the absolute drizzling shits wrestling um, so yeah but what what I saw like it didn't even make, I didn't even do an episode of intrigue you know I was yeah. just like literally caught a little bit of it and was just like no thanks exactly what you say it didn't feel it felt like a bad throwback rather than a you know it wasn't because you can go for that 90s feel and make it a, a choice aesthetic you know you can make it that's what we're going to present something that is you know of a, a time but it just wasn't even in a good way you know it was just no, I mean, I, I was half expecting at some point Jim Davidson to come down as, <laughs> him, as the authority figure and start playing the fucking Generation game. Oh, maybe if he'd have come into one of his saucy pantos from the uh, Christmas time videos then. Uh, but yeah, exactly. Flanked like by John Virgo, perhaps. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe, you know, if it was Bruce Forsyth, he could have brought those twins with him. Ooh. Oh, Christ, yeah, get Pat Sharp on and have them, have those twins. <laughs> from front house. He's got the moat for, for, for 90s wrestling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you just reference the Alessi twins from Neighbours? Yeah, well, I thought it was just on Hot Twins. Wow. <laughs> I'm ending the back. show with the funhouse theme, by the way. <laughs> Fuck the Christmas theme. Yeah. <laughs> just, just as the other portion to that uh, um, question, do I think... Was it? How did he phrase it? Does, uh, did, did this show impact any other company having a run, having a chance to get a serious run in the country? If it did, it was most certainly negative. Oh, yeah. And, and just so we're clear, five past five on a Saturday afternoon is not prime time. For those who try to claim otherwise, you people out there know who you are. <laughs> um, <laughs> I love the way you put things, Carl. There's a chance of getting a run. Does that mean meaning on on 
And like, then, on a, like an ITV, because this was an ITV, this had a decent, you that know. Would not happen. Because that, for that to happen, the company needs to be self sufficient and running anyway to have a chance, I'd say. And then someone might take them. If, if, if there was a British company that was running and doing 10,000. Consistently. 10,000 yeah. every two weeks or something like that, um, then I'd, they'll get picked up one way or the other, I think. But. Um, that is, that is, no, any company that's any company that's going to be looking for TV is going to be looking for TV as the as the driving force behind the vehicle, yeah. which won't happen. Um, I mean, and this is the closest it's ever. This will be, the, get. yeah. This, yeah. This, this this is 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 the prototype for what will happen in that scenario, and, um, and it's, also, a no, it's like an in-house thing, isn't it? It's like they're not taking a promotion on. It's like a chicken and egg thing. Like you say, it needs to be successful to get it, but to get it to get to that level, it needs the TV first, and no TV. I mean, that's the thing with all the sports, like. They're trying to start from scratch this thing in this little studio wrestling vibe that's just cheese dick, like like Carl says. And uh, yeah, I just I, I I hated it when I saw the New Year's special last year. Like, I looked at that show, even with like Jim Ross calling it and stuff like that. It's like this fucking these camera cuts showing these fucking fans going, oh, it's fucking terrible. Just like the, 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 the camera angles, everything about it just looked like... It's, it's, no it's, one... it's the set of the arena as well. It looks so yeah. small and minor and insignificant and the, the, even the lighting effects, it's just, oh, it was just trash. Yeah. It was trash. It was trash. Trash. Uh, you got another good question here. Carl Longhorn, mutual friend of ours, hey, writes in and us. says, Merry Christmas, lads. My question is, what do you think is the cheesiest use of music ever by WWF, WWE? Ooh, beautiful question. From a beautiful man. <laughs> um, oh, wow. Lex Express is going to be right up. <laughs> I'll be your hero, yeah, Lex Luger. I'll always go um, the... Um, oh, was it the Savage and um, Elizabeth love theme? Was it Forever Together or... Is yes, like I love the. I, 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 I love will last forever. Yeah, oh no, you know what? Tell me a lie with Shawn Michaels. Oh, 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 that's not bad, man. I don't mind telling Tell me a lie. lie and say that you won't go. Yeah. He's back in six weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Look in my eyes. Yeah, yeah so that's right. What was the one, Carl? You might remember this. Wasn't there like some video in like 1992? For Bret Hart that ended with him doing the thumbs up to the camera or something like that. I really remember that. that was there was a res- respect video with that. That was the one I'm yeah, thinking of. The, that's fucking Aretha Franklin. Where you <laughs> can't even know knocking the chair. That's it's song. the video. Yeah, it's the video yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. It was the R E S P. My sacrifice by Creed needs a mention here as well. Oh, Lonely Road of Faith. That's cheesy. That's great. I don't know if we're just mentioning great uses of music. This is like a segue into like great uses. Yeah, cheesy music. Yeah, Luger's Luger's up there. In in terms of sort of say cheesy entrance music, hmm? um, the the con man Rob uh, Rob Conway was a was a good example of more oh, recently yeah. yeah recently bad cheesy music. Just look at me. That's right. Yeah, in terms of what, cheesy in, a good in way. terms of what I consider cheesy in a good way, I'm always going to go back to the fabulous Rougeau Brothers. Oh, we listened to that before. That's fantastic. Real man's man's up there. Yeah, that's cheesy, like in a really bad yeah, way, isn't it? Yeah. That's, that's 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 like a, a good cheese. bad way. Yeah, yeah, like real fucking real good cheese. But uh, yeah, I think I think Sean, I'll tell tell me a lie. Might I'll, be I'll, mine. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll put the the Randy and Liz. Randy and Liz is a really good call. I didn't even think of that. That's yeah, a really good one. Great. Carl, what are you going for? Oh, I'm, I'm going to have to go with tell me a lie. Because <laughs> I've just got to stick in my head now. Yes, it's just it's just, it's, it's just there. Yeah. I've known you all my life. <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> Beautiful. Uh, my knee twinge. 
in in Okay, I'll, I'll read this first. Damien Smith emailed in and says, Hey guys, one of the funniest stories of the year for me was Vince McMahon announcing the XFL was coming back. I heard. The mad old fucker just won't let the dream die, will he? I have a hard time with Vince. On one hand, he sells out all of his company's PR for the shameless cash grab of the Saudi blood money, uh, because money overrules all, but then he's so willing to knowingly piss money away on third-tier football. So I ask, why the fuck would he go through this again? Well, surely you can answer that well, question. Well, it's because this, the same rule applies that applied back then. Whilst he's very happy to make the uh, the millions that he's made over the years, and and get some of the notoriety from being a, a wrestling promoter, he wants to be known for something else. At the end of the day, you know that's why you had the old evil can evil stuff back in the day. Oh, the old snake that's, of a canyon joke. Yeah, yeah, that's why that's Donny Lalonde. That's why you had Donny Lalonde and, <laughs> and Sugar Ray Leonard advertised all over SummerSlam '88. You know that's that's WBF. what. That's why you oh, the, the WBF. WBF. Oh, oh, yeah. the, the multitude of films. Smackdown that, records. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, the multitude of, of movies they've either produced directly or wanted or they've wanted the name associated with. You know, and and. Dare we say the second-rate football league that he tried the first time round, which now isn't even going to be the second-rate one because there's <laughs> one being launched before the XFL. I just clearly feel he doesn't want um, the kids to have any inheritance, and he's trying to blow it all. Yeah, I think he's he's resentful that he made the family all the money, and they've just cost him it every turn. Shane tried to steal WCW from underneath him. <laughs> Shane couldn't even produce us. No, 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 no. No. By the way, Shane produced, produced the sons at least. Stephanie, Stephanie can't produce no, the sons. What a bitter pill for Vince that is. <laughs> Shane's the one that has the lads. Is that when he got brought back into the fold? Yeah. Because the, the name can they go otherwise? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure Hunter would change to McMahon. Hunter would love us. Did you um, Did you guys see the um, ESPN documentary on the XFL? This was the XFL. I swear to God that this is uh, that's probably part of it. It's totally. And they is. had him sat down talking about it, and he's convinced this. himself that yeah. I was just a misunderstood genie. You watch the documentary, that's how he comes you across. You told me to watch that documentary. Like, you have to fucking see this. It, like, it doesn't help that Ebersol trips over himself to verbally fellatiate yeah. him at the dinner table. Like, I remember, like, because um, I actually watched it when I was over with my brother in Canada, because it hadn't aired over here yet. That's why I've told you about it, because yeah, I've been yeah. able to watch it over there. Um, and, you know, my, my dad was never into wrestling, but at the time we were, my dad's really into sports. So the XFL always, like, intrigued him, not by mm. what it became, but the, the notion the of idea. someone trying it, the concept, etc. So we, um, we all, the three of us, sat down and, you know, we had some pizzas and beers and, and watched the documentary. And I think we kind of build it to like, you know, it's just going to be this mad look back at how, how screwed up, what's ridiculous idea was. And my dad got to it's like, did those chaps just actually try and convince themselves they were hard done to in all of that? Because that's how the documentary ends up with, especially with them coming across, is them like saying, if people are just giving us a, a chance, chance yeah. yeah. And, and you sit with your jaw on the floor like, oh my God. 9.5, what more do you want? Who's, um, whose book was it where someone talks about, it might be Foley's, you, you, you talk yourself up when you go to see Vince and you're going to give him hell and you're going to tell him that you undervalued and you walk in and you come out and he's patting you on the back and you're thanking him for the chat you know and, yeah. and um, you've done none of the above and it's almost like the whole documentary crew got that done to them by Vince <laughs> like they went along to be like we're going to chart this ridiculous tale well you know who did it don't you Eversol's son yeah who's yeah. now doing the, the, the he fucking yeah, that was the, the great comedy of all this thing is that Ebersol's son made that documentary and then when Vince announced the XFL even though he had really nothing to announce like very shortly afterwards Ebersol's son announced his own football league the AAF which has already got a TV deal with CBS it's like they they did that documentary and they they, both of them they all came out thinking 
The world's ready. Let's give it another crack. <laughs> Where's <laughs> my football? <laughs> <laughs> this ain't no fun league. Yeah. I was going to say something that was clearly perpetuated by the kneeling and everything that went along with that. Oh, yeah. He feels as clear, you know, there's a, there's a ripe element to, to be got out there. I just think people... If lingerie football wasn't going to be a bigger ratings hit, then it, what, what chance has anyone else got, really? Come on, man. <laughs> yeah, Carl's right, because everyone's like... People are kneeling for the national anthem. It's like we only do America the Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> That's why no one will kneel. That's the yeah. whole deal. Yeah. Get me Aretha Franklin. <laughs> She's dead, Vince. That we just missed some fantastic verbiage about the potential of the XFL involving Saudi Arabia. <laughs> Vincent, Vincent Mann's idea of maybe having the Jeddah Bowl. <laughs> the blood money bowl. The blood money bowl. <laughs> uh, it just ties in with the 2020 philosophy, doesn't it? If that's his, his goal, so uh, yeah, I suppose it, it, so. it's not going to have the legs. In, in, in Come on, can you talk about whether or not something had the legs there? And let's face it, none of the dissidents do anyway. So. <laughs> I think there is the the old, um, one thing that stands definitely in the way of it being uh, the Saudi-based uh, XFL is uh, they won't even be able to have the cheerleaders in the locker room, let alone the cameras. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> course <laughs> so we're moving out to some more questions on the great uh, SCG survey next one is favourite promo of all time oh yeah oh, this is really difficult yeah some, some, some thinkers here for sure um, we're talking there as in just a one off promo we're not talking yeah. as in just the general sense of promo yeah yeah, yeah. as an individual promo that someone <laughs> cut I'm having a hard time really thinking of what my absolute favourite would be so for the for the purposes of giving an answer I'll, I'll I'll go with Austin 316 just for the sort of the the, the, the nature of it and what it helped to kickstart it's got to be either Austin or Foley in ECW really you like those yeah, ones that much like both those um... you're talking about the Kane Dewey one and no uh, oh maybe I think it is the I, Austin, I'm, I'm thinking I'm, I'm, I'll go with Austin. Austin Austin ECW then Austin's ECW promo yeah. was fucking fantastic yeah I don't know how much of it whether it'd just be like a promo or more just a piece of business but um, I'm always crazy for um, Foley's return as Cactus Jack before the 2000 oh, Rumble when yeah. he comes out with like the bloody mask on still from was it Raw, Sma- on Smackdown yeah. from Raw uh, and he does the whole uh, I think you know the guy and he you know sort of pulls it off and, the pulls off and the fucking time. you know everyone we, we all shit on Hunter for, for that time but he knew when he needed to sell a guy how and, yeah. and it's the typical of Hunter because he was going over in the end <laughs> he was going over in the end and also he, he was always happy to do it with Foley because he never really saw him as a threat he was like you know yeah. it's like you, you always let that guy hang around with your girlfriend if you don't actually think there's any risk of sort of like him because you know yeah it's because it shows how progressive you are <laughs> and it was sort of like it was definitely have you gotten some kind of personal vendetta there <laughs> if someone listens to this who that will make sense to subtweet <laughs> <laughs> but no it was um, I think it was definitely that one for me but again it's not a massively long promo is it really not but they really. don't have to be so it's I, yeah, I'm torn between a couple. I, I love it's underrated, but I love Bret Hart's post Mania 13 promo where he ties together all the times he's been fucked over. Yeah, for, and, and then eventually uses it as a justification for all you wrestling fans coast to coast and kiss my ass. Yeah. I love that one. And the other one that came to mind, even though it's not again not really a traditional promo, but the one on Raw in '98, right before Mania 14, when Kevin Kelly interviews Vince about whether he wants Austin as the champion. And Vince just keeps keeps dodging the question, dodging the question, dodging the question. Till in the end, he just says, "It's not just a no; it's an oh hell no." And how, how would Steve Austin be able to go to WrestleMania with a broken jaw? It's like I was that, that more than almost any other promo I can ever remember. My jaw was just on the floor 
I'm like, oh my, because again, what it meant more than the actual the quality of the promo, it's just Vince is a heel now. That's just it. Was just, yeah. it just dropped my jaw. There's there's plenty of great flair and dusty ones. Yeah, you can point to hard times. Like I'm sure that's yeah. sprung to mind. Flair's comeback in WCW in '98 too was is another fucking belter when he does the fire me, I'm already fired and. It's his, his promo after after the Rumble in '92 is a good oh, another good great. one. Yeah, they put that cigarette out. That cigarette. <laughs> yeah, man, there's some humdingers there. Yeah, well, that you look at that like, and you the one uh, after the '92 Rumble because you've got like basically Flair Heenan and Perfect all working without the other two even need. You know, Flair's just promo. Yeah. They're literally just every reaction and stuff that like, adds to the promo because they're just they're all just clearly like you know absolutely loving it sort of thing. Yeah. Heels going over was such a non thing in WWF at the time. You know, like yeah. like, like a big shows like that. It was always um, the whole build was like heels win throughout and end at the shows. Till we got monthlies where you actually it would be like, well, I actually go for heel go over a couple of pay per views and then go over to, the blow off. Yeah, it, we just didn't really see heels win. You know, like I can remember turning it off and thinking, now there must be more. <laughs> Something was happening. <laughs> you know, like it was. Uh, yeah, it's just great. That's a great great shout, um, Carl. Heyman's first in- invasion one as well oh, was another yeah. good one. Dude, I was about to say there's, the a, there's, a, there's always a you know there's always a sort of tinge of sadness when we mention anything related to the invasion because of how it would turn out 90 minutes later. But yeah. that first, but, one, but that I first know promo, people hate it now because it's inside a baseball. But Heyman's one night stand one promo. Oh, oh yeah. Tuesdays. I fucking love that promo still. I, punk, <laughs> punk, yeah, punk yeah, on the that stage. One, definitely. That awesome. I mean, that you talk about. Um, we joke about it, but Kieran was saying earlier something that would bring back Jada wrestling fans. My last watching again run was probably when Punk did the, um, the pipe bomb, the, the pipe bomb promo because there was so much buzz about you. Oh fuck, you know. Whereas like today when. You said that the McMahon's been like, I was just like, oh god. Yeah. Whereas you know, there, there would be, there would, there could still be always a person can. coming back that can make you go, whoa, shit. I got to see what's going yeah, on. Well, that's you look at it. That's how the UFC's buy rates go up and down yeah. because there are certain people that when they come back, people treat it like an event, and it will, and it will happen when Brock next, you know, comes yeah, back. Yeah, so. yeah. So I, the, one of the other promos I was thinking of was the. Uh, the first one for cyber wank promos that I remember, which was the again Heyman in the invasion, but the one right before Survivor Series, and he name drops Bret Hart, he name drops yeah. all the old companies that Vince put out of business, and how we fucking and how Vince ripped off ECW and stuff like that. Yeah. Pillman's ECW debut, I'm obviously going to be partial to, which was just, I, I love that promo. Any great Bischoff in WWF stuff? I always liked his run, but I find it hard to then think of like Matt. I don't think he was always kind of booked to not be cool rather than be cool, wasn't he? Like. Yeah, like with Bischoff, I, remember, I feel like just like I just remember like just general smugness. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, rather than specific promo. Could, yeah. Yeah, I can't yeah. remember really ever cutting the great promo, but his delivery was always really good. Yeah. And you know, he so. did some good stuff with Austin, but that was again more good bits of business rather than like yeah. being. That's not good. I would deem a favourite anyway. Yeah. No, but I think the one that falls in that category for me is, is Jake. I God, love yeah. Jake Roberts promos from the from the late eighties. Yeah. They are, they are tremendous. Yeah. Mania Six, in particular, yeah, yes, is, is, a, is a wonderful one. But just because it was so different, it was so different to the hyped-up baby face shouting or the steroided-up heel shouting. You know, Jake could go up an octave or two, but he'd have that, more of that measured approach as well. It's just, hey, I think with Jake, he could go up an octave and get gravelier, like at the same time, yeah, yeah. like it's a. Such a unique. He, he gets raspy, but he's, he's also getting more attention. You know what? Yeah. Fucking great, all-time favorites: the Andy Kaufman promos. Yeah, oh, yeah. 
the Andy Crawford promos in Memphis. And uh, there's, like I said, there's, I keep yeah, feeling like I'm, <laughs> my, my mind's going through all these great promos, like Terry Funk doing this Florida cracker promo in the shower, pouring the oil on himself. This is why it means to be a greasy Florida cracker. It's like, ah, oh, I love the guy. Uh, moving no out. Rock? No one no, no, like. Oh, Rock's comeback promo was fucking godly when, when he came back on uh, Valentine's Day in 2011 to do the start doing the stuff with Cena okay, the actual yeah. return promo was just fucking out of this world because it was yeah. just like again it's, it's one thing when you got the crowd that fucking crazy oh, yeah. they just so happy to see you after seven I always, years I always liked him heel Hollywood Rocks promos as well you Fuck know when he was like finally the Rocks come back to run 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 his mouth all over the city of Toronto or something like that you know they were good fucking you know. Hogan at Bash at the Beach yeah. I love that promo <laughs> He's like, it's like the one time like Hogan after all this cheesy shit for all these years yeah. he's just fucking unloads it's amazing Rousseau at Bash of the Beach <laughs> still be in there best show you've ever attended live oh speaking of Bash of the Beach 2000 I was there brother come on um, some of the shows I've been on were better than that <laughs> but not all hey, you've never done a graveyard match man <laughs> hope to keep it that way <laughs> Graveyard match. <laughs> he was in a tree. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, Chronic. He was with him spitting Ribena in his face and putting him in the coffin. But hey, Chronic Rover. Yeah, damn right, Chronic Rover. <laughs> <laughs> oh, them lasers. <laughs> Best show you've ever seen live. It's a tough one. Do you know, I'm, I'm going to throw like a, a random throw out there. I went to the first Ring of Honor show at Liverpool. Oh, Unified. Unified. And I just fucking love that show. I was kind of semi. Ha- probably having my first falling out with the I don't ever talk about it I just don't watch the show like, but like this was what, like a period of uh, 99 through um, 1999 all of that sort of period I was really into it and then sort of went off to uni and it was harder to, to watch the shows all we'd literally watch was the monthly pay views but then we went to stay with my brother who was living in Manchester time went to that show in Liverpool and he bought the tickets and was like we, it was just a, really we saw it as a night out in Liverpool mm. and yeah we'll go to watch some wrestling that's always good fun and just got blown away by that show like from like the sort of sort of super uh, sort of choreographed some of the f- more flip flop guys but then through to the, the Brian and um, McGuinness match at the end Fucking which post just nuts the, the post smashes the headbutts on the ground the, I, I would I would struggle to come up with a show that match to match I was not on the edge of my seat more I yeah. think for me yeah I've never done manias like some of you guys have though yeah. so like that's you know that's it We've, I've, I've done two manias Kieran you were at 33 yeah. I'd say probably Dragon Gate was that's, that was the one I was going to say that was just six matches but what a fun show man. yeah that Dragon the, the, it was one of the first if, I think maybe the second ever Dragon Gate show in the UK they did it was on the first tour it was the one yeah. that had a Shingo versus uh, Yokosuka and uh, a six man tag at the end with like Shima the Young Bucks pack um it was just a, yeah, there's some great stuff on that that card, but uh, that was really from top to bottom. That was just the atmosphere. Of that shit yeah. was so much fun. Yeah, nice, nice, tight environment. Uh, yeah, real, real kind of clubby indie feel, um, and just just a bunch of Japanese guys busting our asses, fucking and going two. for it, <laughs> going for it. Yeah, just absolutely like, again, no, no, because it was a house show. They didn't hold back or anything like that. Um, okay, cute. Carl, did you jump on yet? Your what about Kieran when you went to a WWA show? Uh, it was close. Um, hearing Disco Inferno do commentary over the house mic, that was... <laughs> really? Ran, ran it close, yeah, man. A jarring experience? It was an experience. Um, <laughs> it was And I think I was... Was I in... No, I didn't go to that one with G, did I? Thank God for that. I did even worse. 
You did see the uh, the Noah show. I did see the Noah show. Yeah, that was... That international show. showdown. A lot of us were at that show. Holty, were you at that one? I think you were. No, no, no. Oh, no, the Noah... I thought it was Global Navigation. Okay, no, so that, that came afterwards, I think. Oh, I, I was supposed to be at that I show, did Coventry. The yeah, one at Coventry. Coventry. There was mm-hmm. one at Coventry that was international showdown. It was the one when the wrestling channel ran, and they had, like... They had a Noah match. They had St- uh, Joe no, and Punk. I didn't do that show. AJ no. and Daniels. I've seen it though. Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, that was a good show. That, yeah, I, w- show. I wouldn't say that was the best one. Did you um, guys do the Noah show, the Global Navigation one? You did, Kieran. I didn't. Did I? You yeah. did. It was good. I liked you it. were there. You, you were there. Uh, it was you and Chase were there. I oh. wasn't. I was in like oh, I was on holiday or something. I think. Mm. It's hard really to to look beyond SummerSlam '92. Oh, of course. Yeah, I forget you were at that show. I can't, I, I can't really go beyond that. I think that's one of my. And I, and I've, I've been to, to shows where. The in-ring stuff has been far superior to anything I saw that day outside of Brett and Bulldog. But for, for the spectacle, for being so young, as I wasn't caught up in it all at the time, it, it's got to be. It's got to be that. Yeah, Mania. I really enjoyed Mania Thirty Three. I will say that Mania Twenty Eight was a really fun show. Just because, but again, it was like a top load. It's like Rock and Cena. I was there for. You know what? Actually, I think might get the nod is the Raw after Mania Twenty Eight that I went to with Brock Lesnar's return to the company. Because and, and and again the whole you're not t-shirt guy, are you? No, I'm not t-shirt guy. Um, that guy dressed as a clown. No, no, not that asswipe either. <laughs> Tapped up Foley's daughter. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, again, it's like, it's like you know, Daniel Bryan got beaten 18 seconds, so there's the big movement for Bryan that yeah. like starts organically that day, and then Brock comes back and Rock's there doing this great promo, saying he's going to be the champion again. It's like that was just an insane show to be at. So I think that might get the nod for me because uh, one of the last roars that was awesome, I think, in my own mind. Um, next question moment you loved wrestling the most hold his first his lips here like there's like Adrian Adonis man (laughs) but I'm gonna put a crazy one that some people might be what the fuck I never remember mad marking out as much as the night before my first GCSE exam my English exam I stayed up to watch a pay-per-view. <laughs> I really should have been in bed because like, I had an exam at like 9 o'clock next morning. And it was Judgment Day in 2000. And it was when the Iron Man... I, I still think the Iron Man match is great. I hold it, it great match. really cool with Steam. That match goes up there with me with the sort of notion of a, a Hogan Warrior type match where the match is built really well and the two guys are just perfectly capable of executing it. But... Taker coming back at the end of that oh, I remember we you know just going fucking nuts like because oh, what was weird with that is like in uh, WrestleLine.com and, and WrestleZone.com <laughs> had been saying he was coming back for like every pay-per-view for like the five or six before yeah. so you just saw it again but you're like oh fuck off it's not in that even though they were playing videos that were blatantly about him coming <laughs> back and uh, and yeah it just um, I remember loving being you know that was one of those moments where you just lose your shit and, and they're the good ones for me yeah um that's a great call that'd be one and um, I'm sorry I love you would be another one for me really yeah I love that match in that, that moment yeah it's great alrighty Carl you're, 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 you're getting a, a bit of an orangutan like <laughs> pose over there trying to think about this <laughs> yeah it's my thinking stage <laughs> oh sweet Jesus um, I have to think about this probably unsurprisingly it's it's not going to be an Austin one, though he was involved. <laughs> yeah, I'll I'll go for the night Foley wins the belt the first time, because I can I can still watch that back now as Kieran is 
looking off into the distance somewhat concerned. What the question was. It wasn't the, the best match there, but they, did, they still complemented each other really well. And you, that was still at a stage where a title change on TV was... Well, well, it was, it was rare, more rare for uh, for WF than it was WCW at that point. Well, yeah, um, it goes without saying, I suppose. But I, I can still watch that back now, and you could make the case it's the loudest pop Steve Austin ever got. There were some ungodly ones at the end of '98 and particularly into '99. That one's right up there, and I could still watch it now, and it's st- it still gets the adrenaline going a little bit now. Yeah, it's awesome. It's awesome, Kieran. I don't know if I can single out any individual memory. I, what, what struck me is just thinking, like when we watched uh, Brock and Brian a couple of weeks ago, and it's like so out out with the current product. But any time wrestling's done really well, it's just like it's just great, and it's it's kind of getting you know, fewer and far between in, in, in the E um, but any I don't know any, any time I get that same that, that same smile and that feeling like yeah that's, that's fucking good business that's, that's, that's well done anything oh, that's, it can be it can be anything you can be watching like prime time and watching Heenan just do his yeah. stuff anything like that when yeah. it's seeing guys really perform like like, like the Heenan thing like the, the Corbin stuff as well I love that it's just this, yeah. this guy just in this character, doing this gimmick, having complete fun, and completely knowing, being a master of his own kind of trade, and yeah. when, when someone's a master of the trade like that, in, in any kind of aspect of pro wrestling with booking, performing promos, um, yeah, yeah, it's anything like that is any any good business is good business. Yeah, it it comes, I think, from the irony of four people sat around a room talking about something to bits. Anytime you stop thinking about things and we were able to just feel them a lot of the moments we've just talked about were basically those ones mm-hmm. where we, we sort of exactly like you say you, you just get swept into it and it's only afterwards you think about how good it was because you were too busy just feeling how good it was sort yeah. of thing they're the ones I think you know that that, that, that last that's a really cool I, Kieran put it really eloquently there it's good I, I the first thing I thought and it's probably because contemporary but the biggest smile on my face probably to do for a wrestling recently would have been the announcement that Conor McGregor was going to fight Floyd Mayweather <laughs> because he got that fight through pure pro wrestling yeah, means absolutely. and it's like the rest of the world don't fucking realise it they don't, I love that they don't yeah. mark pro wrestling and it's like Conor's just worked you all and he's got this fight with Floyd Mayweather and they're going to make loads of money and they're going to laugh about it on their jets Yeah. so I, I, that's that was pro wrestling <laughs> brought a smile to my face because no one realised it was pro wrestling and it fucking sure shit was that's <laughs> a great answer that's a great answer I think a couple of mine uh, a couple for me I, I can't single out one but a couple of the ones that immediately come to mind so I always think they're the best contenders are when Bulldog beat Brett SummerSlam 92 the card that you're at I just I, again watching that as a kid on a tape um, when that match finished and they do the hug at the end I was a youngster and I cried yeah, <laughs> I man. wept I wept because Brett and Bulldog I thought they weren't going to fucking hug at the end they finally did <laughs> and I cried I, was, I can't remember how old I was I was like 6 or 7 but like I cried and I asked my mom, "Can I rent this tape again?" Because I fucking loved it so much. So that's that's got to be up there on the list. That's awesome. <laughs> the only other thing I can think of is uh, the night after. Again, I've mentioned the same period of time. The night after the Raw after Mania 14, when it feels like a, a completely different promotion. It's like, oh my god, I love the way this feels. I love the way that cool. fucking Austin's so fucking red hot. The Rock's awesome. DX is cool. X Pac's in. 
Oh, look at all this fucking crazy shit that's going on. This is like it's a like night and day, isn't it? The week before it and the week after. It's like, yeah, it's, it's a new wrestling. It's, I, could, it's, I was just absolutely in love with what this was. I would say that that, like, if you look at, and I know what you're saying there, like Mania 14 to Mania 15, they're almost unrecognisable as the same mm. promotion. Whereas like all the others, you kind of see a gradual change from year to year. But that was such a huge change after that. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'd agree. And I guess this goes to the uh, the flip on the next question, the moment you hated wrestling the most. There's a few of these. <laughs> yeah, you kind of wonder where to begin with that, don't you? I really, really hate, and it goes back to the previous question about which man you, you'd want to get rid of the most, and, and down to being Stephanie. What grinds my gears with Steph is this... The obnoxious, over-pushed pushed heel who doesn't get comeuppance on screen, and then this prim and proper businesswoman who it's because oh. the rest of it's an act and now I'm a really nice person be a star yeah. and it's like it doesn't it, 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 when sure. she does it it's, it seems disingenuous and it's just pissing on the business so neither, neither's benefiting when Vince did it it was this is his public face but we know he's an arsehole really yeah. <laughs> and that, that's the person he really is so yeah. he, he, he was believable doing that stuff because you know he had to do the PR he's conning, he's conning the marks yeah, exactly and, <laughs> Real marks. and we'd seen him doing that to us on commentary all those years so it's, we can believe with yeah. her it's just, and we know he fucked Brett for real exactly with her it's just, uh, just it's counterproductive for her own heat at the end of when the day when Trips does it too it's the yeah, same yeah yeah oh, let's mm. bow down yeah, to him yeah. NXT but then the next night you have to be healed fuck that shit yeah. it's the the most prevalent feature of the company at present without going too far off on a tangent it's it's that notion of you're watching Raw you're watching Smackdown you're watching the pay-per-view this is just the window of this one performance and there'll be a new show tomorrow yeah yeah um there's a lot to hate in that invasion angle. I th- the first one that came to mind was the Eddies and Hell stuff. Because I fucking, yeah, I fucking hated, hated that. that. Again, talk about moments we loved the most up there is like when Eddie won the belt. I was so fucking happy when Eddie Grove won the belt off Brock Lesnar. Yeah, yeah. And then he's dead in like less than two years. And then they're doing that. It's like I was, I fucking hated to be sure that. a really weird one for me because I, um, I was at uni at the time and I can remember we watched that pay per view um, in like a common room type area in our halls of residence. And it literally was like people were walking past, and then they'd stop and like so. I think we ended up with three of us watching. Him. By the end of the match, there was like about ten, but you know, because everyone was just coming along, and we were like, "What the fuck, are you guys watching?" You know, it yeah. was such a good match, and like you know, for two guys who two general rep people weren't massively known stars even at the time. Like, um, if you hadn't been watching for say three or four years, you wouldn't, you know, mm. you, you, these weren't people who were suddenly coming back and going, "Oh, Hogan's on it," sort of thing. So yeah, yeah. it's a great match. Yeah, yeah, it's a great finish. I'll tell you what, you mentioned his name before about Ben Walker. Carl, that was that kind of been a happy moment for the business. No, but I I, I tend to think of the, the way the questions framed about sort of actual pieces of business as, a, as opposed to that's mo- it's the moment you hated it the most, I guess. I, I, I didn't really feel hatred at the time. It, it was just so weird, horrible, and surreal that it was just sort of a, just it was just. A, don't get me wrong it was very much a negative vibe but you're sort of so stunned by it that I didn't have a, a visceral hatred it was more just a, this sense of shock yeah. um, the Eddie one's a great show when Eddie died because that, that's, it's that deliberate effort to to try and get a story out of it oh yeah and I think what I think what I hated the most about it and it's not it's, it's not a knock on her as a person but having having Vicky involved 
no, 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 she she went on to you know, be her own character within the show, and you can love or hate that. But when they first you know, brought her in, at, you know, obviously they they've done the the who's your pappy stuff and all that sort of thing. But when they they brought her back afterwards. And you just think the whole thing about Eddie's estate yeah. and the, the there's that episode of SmackDown where like, I remember actually turned the show off when they were like it was like a promo with Vicky talking to Charvo about Eddie being dead. It's like fuck this. And you just think fuck just, this. Show. Yeah, just you know, pay her the rest of Eddie's contract or, or cut her a check, make sure she's taken care of, and just you, know, you don't need to do this. In much the same vein of you know, the rain stuff now. Yeah. It, you know, it took them what two weeks before they started touching on the leukemia. Yeah. Just, oh. So is it still on TV? No, no, no. He's no, off no, TV. This is, this is this is Ambrose doing promos yeah. as a heel, hinting you know he everyone gets what they deserve. Look at Roman, I think was the line. Wasn't yeah. it? He's like, Come on. Man. <laughs> Maybe he's just talking about the booze. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, we move to a couple of uh, extra questions before we move back to the survey here. Jonathan Rowe emails in and says. And this is a fantastic troll question here. Probably aimed at you, Carl. Do any of you miss Enzo Amore or Big Cass? <laughs> Liam, I'm keen to know your thoughts on his Pillman-esque going into business for himself at Survivor Series. <laughs> also, you should do a show about the episode of Donahue talking about sleaze in the WWF. Oh, I think you No, we never have. On the, your, uh, your, I think your observations on the rogues gallery, as you like to say, would be sublime. We've talked a share of that before. We've mentioned it on yeah, the show. We, a lot we did, of the show, but we've talked about it at length. We did, we, we did yeah. the good, the bad, and the ugly of 92 where Donahue came up as a show in passing. So, yeah. so are we suggesting that we could sort of supplant a Rue view for a Donahue view? <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Mm, Marky calendars, folks. I, I, I just Donahue. Donahue, I like it. <laughs> Leave these the catchy <laughs> names to me. Carl. It's kind of the one thing I can do well in life. As long as we can eat Donahue kebabs while we do it. Carl, do you miss Enzo? Not in the And just, shame on you for or, mentioning his name in the same breath as Pillman-esque or, work. Or his consensual penis. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't that great? No. <laughs> well, no, it wasn't. Are you going to be buying the real one album? He actually managed to claw enough money together for an album no I'm just I'm just I'm saying I'm assuming it's going to come out one day he's going to be the biggest star in hip hop don't, don't, don't worry me like this I did notice that I saw a picture of Big Cass his physique's noticeably different these days yeah he's a bit more rotund mm, big indeed mm. he's, he's seen better steaming, days apparently steaming piece of shit <laughs> yes <laughs> give, him a, way. give him a break give him a break he had a seizure the other day Carl you, you, you are going to miss him oh sorry no I thought the question was did I miss them no I don't know they are <laughs> <laughs> And I'm so happy for you when you say <laughs> yeah. that. Man. Yeah, no is the answer for me. Don't miss him. On to some more questions here. Craig Atkinson says, and I'm not really sure if this is a question, but we'll, we'll kind of make our own question out of it. I like to go to a period few discuss. The last point I feel WCW was salvageable with massive, unrealistic uh, overhaul. Bash at the Beach 99. One of your favourites, Carl. Uh, 13,000 were in attendance so there was still some interest at least but look at what happened Cat versus Disco scrapping the no dancing for the loser gimmick as no one wanted to drop the gimmick TV champion Rick Steiner squashing Van Hammer David Flair fucking up the US title by beating Dean Malenko No Limit Soldiers versus Rednecks the Junkyard Battle Royal catastrophe the Jersey Trout versus Benoit and Satin is decent enough but you have Bagwell versus Piper in a fucking boxing match and then Savage winning the title in a tag match involving Sid, Sting and Nash 
Did Sting drive the Hummer? Who knows? The storyline was just dropped like it never happened. When the company was begging to raise young talent, begging to stop the same old guys battling the same old guys, within a couple of months, Bischoff was gone, and within six months, the damage was done. Actually, I think the damage was already done before Bischoff left, and that's why he was gone, but... Uh, the elevation of a younger guy in a massive angle would have done wonders for WCW's main event scene. Company image and hell, what did they have to lose? A card with a few surprises and star creating angles might have given WCW another few months at least. So I guess the question, if there is one that comes out of this, is... We've been doing that Monday Night War timeline. When do you think the point of no return hits? Is it... Have we actually already passed it? We're at December of 1999, Monday Night War timeline. Coming up... Uh, very very shortly I think in the context of our timeline we're definitely past it Um, I think in the context of the question such as it is here I also think we're past it and I I say that on the basis of they it would have taken such a long time to turn the company around to the point where it's profitable again that I don't think it's time they would have ever been afforded Okay. I'm not saying there's not the talent still there, but you know. You think the time is not? The, the, I think they will just run out of time. They're on course to lose 14 million that year. You know, you, you've taken you've taken a tur- you've taken a turnover what 50 million the previous year to a 40 million loss. For, <laughs> sorry, 40 14 million loss. It actually ends up being 16. <laughs> it's a little just to kind of make your point a little bit more pertinent. I, th- I think. But what I will say, I don't think we're a million miles away from a point where it would have been salvageable. I think I think you can take it. I think you can even you could go back to even say, I think April. The, fi- the finger poke of doom. I still think it's yeah. You know, I don't think it has to be the way it is. The flair and Hogan buy rate. You can talk about the staleness of the, the top of the card. They still do terrific buy rates. To your point, when you get to April. And it's still Booker versus Steiner. Steiner in the same sort of match. It's DDP winning the belt. It's DDP winning the belt, which is the most egregious thing. When you look at who's involved in the match, you've got Jack to the gills, Savage, you can barely move. Okay, Sting's only just returned, so there's a bit of freshness there, but it's not going to last very long. Hogan. Flair. F- Flair is a heel, which no one wanted to see. The four horsemen, if they had any steam, had all gone by then. And I, I say that as someone who loved the Malenko and Benoit versus Saturn and Raven match. It's a That's great awesome match. match. But let's face it, in the space of six months, their momentum has been completely pissed away. Yeah. And I think, I think there's a point in April where you could maybe salvage it. I think after that, it quickly spirals. And I think in the long run... You just you're just going to run out of time. I think the point of no return is the is uncensored before April. I think about that when they actually do the double turn. That's it. I think they're kind of knob from that point really. I think that one of the big like momentum shifters in the Monday Night War was the jumps, and no one was jumping that way that anyone gave a shit about by that point. That that's what you know. Like I think it's we talk about momentum shifts and oh could it have got better? When I sort of first ever understood how much wrestling can go low then still turn around was when the network first came about and I literally told you I'm going to start watching the Nitros from the start and you yes. watched that fucking product in what 94? 95 95 so only a year from the point we're talking about where suddenly they take off get the fuck out of here there's frozen men in fucking like 
like blocks of ice attacking people, throwing it. It's absolute yeah, shit. Yeah. And within a year, like it, it so I don't think it's ever not doable. But back then, it was about the tennis. It was about take this person, do something with them, tell them. And no one was going across that way by that point. It was you know like Jericho had, had moved over. Then we yeah. weren't far over. So Jericho was Jer- Jericho was August, but I think he signed at the end of June. June, yeah. So so, so you know that sort of, that part of, the, of once you get to ninety nine, who who went the other way after Jarrett. that? Jarrett. That's it. You know, like of note. Sid, if Harris boys. Yeah. That's, that's where yeah. back. Uh, there was no Kevin Nash's and Scott Hall's by that point no, wasn't making that no. jump you know so yeah, yeah but it, but I think to say ever it's not salvageable it can turn around on a dime yeah so I think as long as the faith of the audience is there you got a chance yeah okay well let me, let me or faith in the audience or a balanced book to carry it like yeah. you know you've, well, and that's, well they analyze the book you're not going to have the balanced book you're just not going to have it at that point by the time you get into the end of ninety nine, it's impossible. If you think it can turn on a dime, I'm happy to hear the suggestions, but who is on that roster who hasn't been damaged who you can do that with? Yeah, I say, for me, it's a couple of things. First of all, you can't dis- discount that kind of timeline on the deadline on when, unless that business is making serious money and healthy again. Yeah. It, the stigma is going to be you, you're getting cut. So we got if that's our cutoff point, um, it's it's really hard. You, I mean, you're going back even further, probably to to to, you know, to the Starcade before the '99. To really all, if, if you're throwing it all up in the air, um, but through '99, that's there's there is irreversible there's irreversible damage in terms of being able to turn it around within a three year period after that point because the, the audience is so disassociated with. Characters flipping and flopping, and um, and and, and storylines that which contradict previous storylines, and feuds which contradict previous previous feuds from the week before, and it just becomes so insulting that that just tears the heart out of the fan base. Um, to get that back, I mean, I mean, if you say you're talking about saving it, I mean, their numbers then were better than the WWE's numbers now, so it's all yeah. re- it's all relative. Can you save a lot of money? Sure, cool, you, of course you could. You get a roster of about 200 people, you could half and probably save your money. Don't mind Kiss. Yeah, don't mind Kiss. There you go. Um, so there's... in If, if they were going to be given a fighting chance, things had, they, they weren't... Relatively, they weren't in such a bad position. No, they weren't. In the grand scheme of things. They had great TV slots. Yeah, and so like if it's just a pure monetary thing, you could be clever and turn that around. You've still got enough talent that to draw if you just do a... Uh, it was it's there to be turned around, but realistically, it was it wasn't going to happen it, in, in realistic situation because of that even with hindsight that deadline we've got of when they get they they get pulled you, to turn them around, it's like you can't go below zero really. As soon as they lost money to that extent, they, they, the card was marked realistically because in hindsight the card was marked yeah. at that point. Um, so. They're dead, just deal with folks. It's, it's been like 20 years now. It's moving on. <laughs> okay, I was going to say, it, just, it kind of shits on my own point to an extent where I'm suggesting that maybe in April you can save it. Let's not forget, by, by the time we reach May, they're at the TWA Dome in Missouri. <laughs> you love this damn TWA Dome. It's I think there, there are two great examples here in this time period. Yeah. There's this one, where if you want to try and put a positive spin on it, you can say we've got a crowd of over 20,000. 
if you want to be realistic about it you could say we have a crowd of over 20,000 in an arena that holds 54,000 we're not even halfway there <laughs> and, and this is in, this is a month removed from Spring Stampede yeah. this is two months removed from doing a 1.1 buy rate on pay per view yeah. you know, let's get to July and the Georgia Dome where we're 21,000 in a 60,000 seater stadium and it's light outside and they, they're so shit in production they show all the empty seats <laughs> big league yeah that's six months removed from Nash Goldberg which say what you want about the ending was in front of a sold out crowd and I think outside of Starcade 97 and Bash at the Beach 98 might be their third highest buy rate in the company's history it's up there, it's up there. yeah sad state of affairs it spiralled <laughs> and it spiralled quickly and I, I would like to be proven wrong but I have a hard time believing you can stop that negative momentum yeah once the toilet's flushed, that turd's going down, Carl. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a, a series of rather random comments, questions from Mark Fox. Isn't on view, Halty. Yeah. People often refer to Marty Janetti's ankle as looking like pie with the lid crust of the pie hanging over the top of his boots and the boot sweat dribbling out like gravy. But what never gets discussed is what his pie boot innards are actually made from. What is the typical filling of a Marty Janetti boot pie? How much of that? How much, yeah. of, how much of that do you think constitutes alcohol? <laughs> Whiskey, cocaine, and sleaze. Somers. Yeah. Somers. Yeah. You didn't fuck around with that pussy shit. <laughs> uh, second question here: Did any of the Undertaker's body bag jobbers ever get out? And if so, what are they up to now? Halty, did someone famous ever do it? Like, did anyone like? Uh, Tatanka was put in one once. Was he? Yeah. I met him. He's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. WCW, WCW, FNECW have been calling him off the hook. Yeah. <laughs> He's like wrestling in your battle royal yeah. I was going to say, Otto, I feel like you'd be the va- a valuable source on this one as someone who has seen a graveyard match. I have, yes. <laughs> Charles. I, like I was never going to get up from that. <laughs> <laughs> Charles Wright said on one of his shoots that he was going to be what eventually became Kane, but instead the design changed a bit and the gimmick went to Jacobs. Was he talking shite, or do you think it was on the cards? And if it was, would Papa Shango now be the mayor of Knox County? <laughs> it actually was on the cards. We talked about this on the timeline, didn't we? It was Taker's boy, of course he was. Yeah, he was Taker's yeah. boy. The, the idea was that he was going to resurrect Papa... He was going to be... Taker was dead and Shango resurrected him and then they realised that's bollocks let's do uh, let's do Kane instead yeah what, what was what was the name of his shitty little group again which one uh, was it Bad Street Crew oh uh, Bone Street Crew Bone Street yes, <laughs> the yeah. BSKs bunch of boners <laughs> yeah. yeah I always think that you know, when, I, when I watch documentaries about you know Skull and Bones at Yale oh, and you know it's your, the, the Bush the Bush boys and I always think they should call them boner, you know, fellow boners they call them bonesmen I thought the bonus. Bunch of bonus, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> it's a random personal meeting. Uh, I'm gonna say that's the first time I've heard that one, so. Yeah? Yeah. He'd already fucking done the karma thing with him, hadn't he? Where he yeah. Like, how many yeah. times has that guy need to feud with him? It was just, it was desperate for talent. Vince was just yeah. like, let's just bring in fucking Papa Shango again. 97, while Austin's on the fucking rampage. <laughs> yeah, crazy. Here's a random one. Rick Kobo says, What is each of the hosts' most anticipated film of 2019? Uh, is it Glass? Is it one of the MCU? Toy Story 4? Lion King? Something more under the radar? Um, Avengers 4. Yeah? Yeah. Most anticipated? Yeah, for you. Yeah, fucking Shadow of Dead. I've never really been fussed by any of the, uh, the Marvel films. Um, 
and they think you're up to that as well. <laughs> you can be so cruel sometimes. Sorry, mate. <laughs> um, John Wick 3 is coming out next year as well. I'm looking forward to mm-hmm. that. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. That'd be great. Really? Yeah, with a, Tar- Tar- a Tarantino film with uh, Brad Pitt and Leo working together. That'll be <clears throat> fucking great. I'm hoping for another um, uh, Emily Ratajkowski um, iCloud leak. Really? Yeah. <laughs> That's your most anticipated thing. Yeah, up to I, yeah, it was only eight <laughs> seconds the last one, but it was a great eight seconds. Who, who is she? <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> um, I'll go with, uh, yeah, what's my time in Hollywood? Um, Toy Story 4. I'll give that. I'm looking forward to that. They're pretty good. I love the end of Toy Story 3. You know, that's like when they go that to feels the like Inferno the and they all just hold hands and stuff. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't feel I can appropriately answer this question because I didn't know a single film that was coming out in 2019. Is, so. is it is it Fighting With My Family, the, the page no. biopic that's no. coming out in February on no. Valentine's Day? I think it's a travesty that that's even been made. <laughs> Who are you going to take to see that, Carl? Who's <laughs> the special lady or, or boy? I, I think... Anyone? I, I hold this personally against The Rock that he's prolonged Paige's debris career with this film. Because she'd have been shit-canned during the Alberto just, phase. I can say, it just goes to show, nobody's perfect. Ah, <laughs> uh, clearly not, clearly not. Um, Daniel Cleary says, Merry Christmas, lads, continue. Oh, oh, oh. I should have gone, I should have gone, uh, another video of Paige of a dildo with the R, shouldn't I? Because that would have been, like, contemporary to wrestling. Ah, oh, topical even. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> Let me show you the shaft. This is what we give the fans. <laughs> Daniel Cleary says Merry Christmas lads continuing on from the older Desert Island Jewels episode that you did it was I think your, I was on that one you, you're right it was your brainchild hey. if you had who, to, who liked it if, uh, Daniel Cleary big fan of Daniel Cleary my number one uh, number one listener if you had to pick one of the following in each category to watch on the island what would it be one WWF match one WCW match one ECW match one Japanese match and one tag match oh, maybe we could have sent this one ahead of time yeah <laughs> better on the fly one WWF match I'm going for my uh, round the table on each of us then with each one alright yeah. and do it as fast fire yeah. no thinking just Light, fucking get li- it out lightning there. round here we go WWF match Holty um, Rumble 92 Bretton Austin Sean and Razor Sean and Razor WCW match Holty um, that tag match that Carl mentioned Benoit and um, oh Benoit Malenka versus Saturn Raven just fucking cool liked it Steamboat Flair Flair Funk Oh, uh, b- 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 War Games '92. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. One ECW match. Uh, Psychosis versus. Fuck, there's like the really famous ECW TV match. No, Tajiri. Tajiri versus Psychosis. I love, that's, that's I love that, that match. That was the one that came to yep, my mind. Well, you can't steal it because I went for it. <laughs> Fuck. I love that match. But you can come around to my island and watch it. Yeah. <laughs> um,. Awesome Tanaka. Which one? Uh, Heatwave 98. Okay. Uh, I'll go RPD Lynn. I think the first one. The Living Dangerously match. But then, I can't remember. The second one, they do all the references to the first one. I can't remember if the second yeah, one's Yeah, the, the second one's one they do the references to the first. Oh, one of them's out cold for that, half of it. That's, that's the one. It. That's the one. So, the second one is one where they, they do the references to the first, but then Jerry then fucks his yes. face up by yeah. lying on the concrete. And he's just fucking like... He's got the big splattered nose. I'm sure I enjoy the first one more. Yeah, yeah. The, first one, the first one's a really good match. Uh, I will go... Oh, fuck you, Holty. I was going to go to Jury Psychosis. Sorry, bro. I love that match. I'm still going for it. That's, I love that match. Um... One Japanese match. I already had mine. The the, uh, the tag match I mentioned before. Uh, I'll go the first Omega 
Okada. Okada match. That yeah. was fucking brilliant. That was that was up there for me too. I'm gonna go with Saruta and Masawa. Ah, from nineteen ninety. Ah, good call. Holty, a Japanese match. Not sure how big of a Japanese wrestling fan you are, actually. Yeah, I've watched so. stuff with you guys, and I went through a phase of watching some of those like exploding pajama <laughs> <laughs> pirates on a cage with ticker tape coming down matches. Um, I'm gonna go. Um, do you know what? I'm gonna go. It's sort of, um, I think I'm gonna go with. It's really obvious, but um, Dynamite Kid versus Tiger, Tiger Mask. Mask. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. that was one of the mm, first like, like Japanese stuff I watched that wasn't like yeah. wacky over the top like stuff that was on the internet in the 90s so, and I thought they were awesome yeah. so. Dynamite who passed away last week yeah. by the way prick two faced prick <laughs> I'm, I'm so fucked fucked fucking bastard <laughs> finally fucked I'm, I'm, I'm so clearly pulling matches off my ear <laughs> finally took his sky card out <laughs> signal lost <laughs> You see that picture? Yeah, what, the paint one? <laughs> no, there's, a, there's a picture, like, of, I can't remember where it was from. I'm sure I saw it on the UK fan. There's a picture of like, him with, like, a table like this oaken table here where he's sitting at his home with the Sky Remote on there and people, like, zoomed in on it. And, like, he's <laughs> still got it. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> you know, it's like, Kieran, those eyebrows raised about remarks that you were talking about Saudi Arabia. Yeah. <laughs> we can make fun out of a dead cripple. Yeah, I know, I know. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, one tag team match is the last thing on his list. Um, although I've I already fucking murked myself off here because would have chosen that tag. Yeah, uh, well, I'm gonna go. Oh, I'm actually gonna go that one on the desert island. I'm gonna go the the the, uh, the horseman stinger one just when they turn on on. Oh, really? Just because I fucking love the turn. Yeah. Um, it's hilarious. Oh, actually, that one, that Austin tag match was it Austin and was it Austin Flair versus Steamboat and Sting Sting I'd, that's a great that's match that's a great tag match so, pure tag match one I want the other one in there just because it's it's, it's hilarious and uh, yeah some random uh, Masara and uh, uh, Kabashi tag match from mid 90s yeah there you go I've got three do we have to go sort of a pure standard tag team match yes. here because otherwise I'm thinking I love the Five against five, a Canadian stampede. Oh, but, am I am I being a bit fast and loose with the rules there? Nah, fuck it. It's your island. You can pick one match. Go for it. Halsey. In the meantime, I'm going to go with Benoit and Angle against Ray and Edge. Oh, that's a no mercy great choice. I love that match. Um, I'm going to go with the TLC match. Uh, no, the the. the no, the Terry Invitational Tournament. Oh, the, 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 that ladder match, the tag team ladder match. Yeah, yeah, that's great. No mercy again. Another good one. Yeah, I think that, that rounds us up. Yeah, you get a gimmick matches. match in there as well, then. So yeah, I'll you get a good mix on your island. Pat Dooley says, "Merry Christmas, lads! Thanks for another year of great, although intermittent shows. That's a bit of a dig. I think uh, he's being generous. <laughs> yeah, he is. In past years, you compared 2015 to 95, 2016 to 96. What past year in wrestling is 2018's closest analog? I have a strong feeling it's probably not 1998. Keep up the great work. Ooh, Jesus. Yeah. Um, considering the lack of a fuck." I give about almost anyone on the roster I'm going to say 93 93 I agree with you completely I say it on the basis of unlike 95 and WWF in 93 as to now there is clearly talent on the roster 
Yes. But it's just not utilised right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, probably for me, I would say the last time I cared <laughs> less about the current product was probably 82. <laughs> before you were born? Yep. Before you, you were fucking born. got it, son. Yeah. <laughs> Kieran? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> See, <laughs> <laughs> so you can go with clever, clever quiz, but now you got to think about things. Yeah, I'm under that. That's not my forte. More instinct. Um, I'm trying to think of a good analogy. I don't think the, bu- it, the business has, has ever been quite like this. So, may oh, would you liken it to maybe? This is your answer, not ours. Yeah, I'm just trying to think of something out of the box. Maybe something like the uh, advent of cable. If we're looking at the advent of on-demand. Yeah. Service and a, a change, a complete change of the business, but not being there to re- obviously at the time. Mm, it's yeah. it, 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 it's 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 we're coming out the back of a transitional period in the business. Um. So I'd like it to something like that when basically the, the, the streams, the media streams of the product have completely changed. Um. But uh, yeah, I don't know. It's it's tough, it's, 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 at least, there you go. Yeah, it's tough, tough stuff. Um, accident prone on the UK fan forum says two quick questions what are your predictions for Wrestle Kingdom uh, and if, if Kota Ibushi goes through his whole career without lifting a major singles championship would he be classed as the most underrated wrestler of the modern age anyways thanks for all the shows Wrestle Kingdom so run through the card quickly Tanahashi versus Omega in the main event for the IWGP championship I'm, I'm presuming Omega will win I'm saying Tanahashi You should watch this with us, by the way, Holton. Omega. When is it? January fourth. What is it? Is it on like live from Japan? Or? Uh, it's going to be on New Japan World. I've got that. So if you want to, we can flash before we come over and watch. It's on a Friday. Yeah, cool. It'd be more of an interesting show to do. Something we'll do a show on it. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, for sure. I love that idea. All right, let's do that. I love these production meetings on the fly, lads. Let's do it all the time. Um, Naito versus Jericho. Naito gets his win back. I agree. Naito. Um, did, 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 um, Okada versus Switchblade. Okada. I sincerely hope Okada because I am not a fan of Jay White. <laughs> no, 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 I know you're not. Um, oh fuck! Oh, Abushi versus Will Osprey. That's gonna be insane. Abushi. It's gotta be Abushi. I'd hope it'd be Abushi. I would hope it would be Abushi with an injury to Osprey in the process. <laughs> Lovely takes there, Carl. Uh, this look at there's a ton of matches on this show that are looking like they could be really good. So uh, it's, it's one of the deeper shows. A fun time will be had by all folks, and you will get our review after. Tomohiro Ishii versus Zack Sabre Jr. I don't like Zack Sabre Jr. Really? He just annoys me. Yeah. I, He's a nerd. I tell you I, what. I, I like him, but Ishii's going to fuck him up. I, they had a fucking great match in the G1. It was so awesome. I loved it. But uh, those are the main matches on the show, anyway, that I'm intrigued by. So we'll. But just sorry, just before we move on from that one. Maybe, True. Because I, I need a reminder on the cut here. More importantly, who's Tamatonga against? It's. <laughs> <laughs> like, no answer that. He's in a tag title match. Um, Ibushi, yeah, Ibushi's fucking great. I think he's like one of those. I think he's the best at the minute. I think he's the best guy in the business. I'm gonna say I don't. I don't think he is underrated. I can't. A lot of people think he's awfully talented to, to consider him underrated. And, and again, by the same token, how much stock do you really? Uh, the question's a bit strange in saying underrated because he doesn't uh, hold the top uh, belt kind yeah. of thing yeah look, but like, like the like perfect under, Piper principle yeah 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 but I don't think that made Piper underrated it meant him made him under title carrying under utilised 
Just depends. Is, Japan, is Japanese wrestling built around the top guy carrying the belt? Yeah, yeah, much. yeah. Okay, so that's that. Then that is more of a measure then in that yeah, sort of yeah. sense. So far more than it is in America. Yeah. Corey Ferreira says, "Merry Christmas to the lads around the oaken table." With the WWE Network approaching its fifth anniversary in 2019, and very yeah, I know, and very few changes to the overall service since the launch in 2014. What changes or improvements would you make next year? And would you include? Oh, sorry, what would you include with the rumored tiered subscription model they're going to be adding? So this is apparently they're going to be adding an extra two quid service where you get something more. I think like indie shows are basically what they're kind of going for. Like, so so probably not something that's going to be enough for me to entice me. I to would give not up do extra it. Money. I would not do it. Maybe WB, uh, WBF shows, perhaps season one XFL. Oh, that'd be ace. <laughs> Gee, we found your football. <laughs> oh God, I don't think there's really anything that would really. Right. Is it so broken though? I don't think so. I love it. Just more, 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 more the old shit. Yeah, stuff. I was, was going to say for what, for what I want out of the network, it perfectly fulfills. It's there. My needs because I don't, you know, I don't like what they're doing presently, but I keep the network because obviously yep. it helps us with our timeline shows. But more to the point. I love the old stuff. Primetime wrestling, the, yeah. the older mm. World Championship wrestling stuff. Even some of like the talking head stuff that they yeah, put on there. Yeah, some of the documentaries they do is good. The, um, when I was watching it more last, that, that, like seems like that dinner for three. Like, I know they were all like fairly like shit, shit but like it's all, <laughs> at least they were making content as well. Like so. No, see, I would I would happily have them stop making content. Okay. Because it's usually garbage. If that ride along. If it meant more classic stuff, yeah. yeah, get more Bobby and Gorilla on. More Bobby and Gorilla. How much is there left? Maybe, maybe more like, oh, I know the answer is fucking millions <laughs> of everything. They got but like, what, right. what's what's missing huge now? I would love them to put more Mid South on. Yeah, and the big and some of the bigger shows the territory. If if the footage exists, as as opposed to just the TV shows. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Go and fucking buy the old Japan tapes as well. That'd be lovely, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's how you stick it to the new Japan world. <laughs> Brilliant master plan for business. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't really see there being a massive turn that could really entice me to be honest. Like more, more. I think the time has come, gentlemen, to to uh, award a oh. prize, a Christmas prize. Ho ho ho! The green giant. <laughs> so the idea was. Holty, I think you know what this competition is. I have not the foggiest. The idea was for... You can't win anyway, so it's fine. Yeah. Fine. You've, you've already got the prize, the signed copy of the book. So oh, don't worry fantastic. about it. Signed copy of uh, Crazy Like a Fox, The Definitive Chronicle of Brian Pillman 20 years later. Available on Amazon for those of you who don't win. Um, <laughs> and already own a copy. Yeah, and already own a copy. Um, the idea was a signed copy will be sent to the person who gives us what we deem the correct answer to what the G in G. John Chase stands for. There really was no metric on how accurate it was going to be. <laughs> it was just whatever tickles we'll just us. Decide. We'll just decide. So... Like we need like a clapometer or a laughometer as we like chuckle away. Yeah, the pop will, will, will judge for itself. <laughs> I'm not going to say who read them. In, in a couple of cases I will, but... So here are the nominations of what the G stands for. Gimp. <laughs> Granddad. Gangrenous. Going insane watching 1999 WCW Nitro. Ghetto. <laughs> Garfield. Gasantla Not sure what that is. Great read by the book anyway. I like that one. <laughs> Girthy. Definitely not 
<laughs> this is one of my favourites from Tom Campbell because he knows his real name Graham <laughs> gorgeous g-string gender fluid <laughs> grapes of wrath uh, the Homer J Simpson mole of G G-E-E <laughs> giant Gonzalez. Uh, girls if I keep saying res- uh, women's wrestling is awesome will you follow me back on Twitter <laughs> I knew you'd love that one. <laughs> Gareth. Ask his name. Gaza Strip. Glorious. Gormless. <laughs> Gary Michael Capetta. <laughs> Gobbledygooker. I put Gary Glitter then felt genuine guilt, so we'll go with Gary or Glitter, but not both together. <laughs> Clearly it's Gorgonzola Parker, which is a bit of a reach. Gentleman, chief of gentlemen, big fan of Chris Adams, although he is unlikely to be shot in a drunken brawl. If any of you are going to go that way, my money would be on Carl. Thank you. He knows you so well. Golga, Gasbag, Gertrude, Gaylord, <laughs> made it in there. Uh, Guntermatic, Garibaldi, Gavin, Goose, as in wild. Gavin! <laughs> Goose. It's with Top Gun, ain't it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, gentleman, I got a nomination there. Uh, girl Power, John Chase. Whoa, that's a good one. Gertrude, and Gender Neutral. I feel he's a very progressive lad, ah, John. <laughs> I, I, I must admit, I quite like Gender Fluid. <laughs> Halty. I like Gareth. <laughs> yeah. I won't lie, I don't understand some of these. I like G as well, as in, because it's like a BG. Who is not staying alive, it's a memorial award. Oh, yeah. Irony. Girl power. Um, that's a GP for me. Mm. I do like Goose. Goose. I'm just, I'm just reading all of them. when you like... It's one of the carcasses. I think Goosey's when you grab their ass. Oh, grab their ass, it's it. Is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Goose donkey punches the back of the head. Yeah, don't forget that's it. Yeah, Goosey is the pinch of the ass. Two for Gertrude, I think. Two for Gertrude? I've I've got a thing for Gertrude. There is a split prize. Oh, half a book each. Yeah. (laughs) Encourages them to buy the rest. Gender neutral feels apt today. So so we're talking between gender neutral and gender fluid. (laughs) It looks that way. I like gender fluid. Just based on the reactions, it feels like gender fluid is the, is, is gonna fluid. is gonna take the is gonna take the win. So let me get my notes here. The winner is Matt Thurlow, uh, who's a long-time listener of the show. So we're uh, very happy for him to win, and I'll be sending that out, and we'll have it with you as soon as possible. Is he gonna get it signed <laughs> by you and G. John Chase? He should get it signed by all of us if we can. Yeah, let's do that. Fucking hell, Matt Holt <laughs> turns up once a year and still signs the book. <laughs> <laughs> It's a collector's item. Let's move back to the yeah, the survey questions. We've got four left to go. Uh, first of all, the best WrestleMania is seventeen. 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 <laughs> Easiest slam dunk. First, on the first unanimous of the evening. It is most hated wrestling personality. Vince Russo. Oh, it's gonna be some fucking sleazy bastard more than him. Like. No, it's Vince Russo. I think it's been Russo for me as well. <laughs> who do you just who who just when you when you hear them talk or you just you see them wrestle you just think fuck this. There's a few for me. Like Rick Steiner's climbing this list, by the way. The more you watch WCW, um, Buck Zumoff. Yeah, he's pretty sleazy. <laughs> yeah, go Vince Russo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
actually, this one comes in the form of a couple of different questions we got from a couple of different people. Uh, Nick Davis and uh, Rick Skelton, Tiger Rick, asked us this thing we'd like to most change about wrestling in 2019. Uh, Tiger Rick actually specifically said, you've all mentioned recently that WWE isn't for you. What needs to change to pique your interest again? So we'll kind of take it as that question, I think. What would actually help you get interested in wrestling again? Or WWE again? I shouldn't say wrestling, because um, you're Japan's ace. At the risk of sounding like a broken record, but why should I change for any other podcast? Um, make wins and losses matter. Yeah, I want, I want to immerse myself in it and think that there's some sort of sporting backdrop, and that you know there is a consequence to everything that happens. Not fifty-fifty booking. You may as well forget this because by next week we probably won't acknowledge it. And cut the third hour. Yeah, just make. It's just of too it. much. Make less of it because I. And this isn't just a criticism of WWE for me. It's the same reason I stopped watching UFC because there was just so fucking much of it. You could never get... There was never a build to it anymore. You're just like, oh shit, that show's finished. That show's on. That show's finished. Um, and I remember when, when I last was watching UFC, like, consistently, there was a show a month and there was a build to that show over the... Like, you know, one week you'd start thinking about it then you'd have a, a couple of weeks where they'd do the, like, behind-the-scenes stuff and then you'd have a fight week where it was about the way, you know... No, it's just so fucking boom, 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 boom. You never have time to, yeah. and that's what that's what would put me off getting back into it. I wouldn't even know where to fucking start with actually what to watch when. I'd just be like, you know, I hear the, they've got you know Radio Five Live with the cruiserweights on it, and they've got you know all this <laughs> shit. Like, I, I don't even know. Like, I think there's just too much yeah. to to you know focus it down. You say to yourself, oh, I suppose I could just watch Raw. Like, oh, that's three hours long. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's a serious, serious in, investment. In, in most weeks, because I think they're only just now getting rid of the overrun, aren't they? Yeah. If you throw the overrun in there, Raw is longer than every one of their pay per views. Well, no, Carl. They've gotten around that oh, like, actually, actually, no, sorry, sorry, sorry. I, I tell her that that's no longer the case. But for a good stint from when they went to that third hour in 2012, I mean, just to commit to the WWE, that's five hours a week mm-hmm. for the main shows. Let alone your NXT UKs and Mixed Match Challenge. I haven't watched a single episode of Mixed Match Challenge, <laughs> and I never will. Put Heat and Shotgun on top of that, maybe. <laughs> Halty. They don't run anymore. <laughs> don't worry, the tiered subscription on the network is coming, and they're going to yeah. put them all on there. I'll say how the company interacts with the fan base the wink wink nudge nudge rolling it together uh, yeah, I hate thanks that. for being there no no the, 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 the bow at the end sort of type of manager yeah, yeah. the fans should be fucking begging to be there yeah. and you present your guys as stars and above everyone else don't we're all we're, we're humans too we're all your friends yeah. we're role models we're all in it together we're, we're all, yeah we're all in this together and it's like fuck that it's, it's, don't present it like the dart circuit Go back to some fundamentals that govern what the wrestling business has been for like hundred years, yeah. and yeah, ideally slow the pace down, uh, slow the pace down. But think of the pace seems so slow now. I just want fucking something to happen because it's so fucking yeah, dull. Yeah, but they go through because they go through the motions, and it's there's so much of it that what? Did, how often do they present something that's significantly different to? The dross, the, the deluge of angles that's just churned out on a, on a weekly and monthly mm. basis. It's it's there's so much of it go doing the same thing over and over again because that's the machinations of the business that we have to go through. That it, just yeah, that sometimes doesn't make 
make it mean something again. Yeah, make it mean something. It, sound, it sounds so like broad, but it's yeah, really not. It's just yeah. I guess it's just that the problem is they booked backed themselves into a corner because the network is a content driven way of doing business they need to constantly give more content to justify paying for the subscription but that then makes you then feel like you're just constantly full and, and uh, it's like that'd, be true. Buffets, that'd like. be true but that's not the case with weekly TV which is on the network yeah. it's, that's, nah, that's, that's there because they're getting paid for it so that, and it's, yeah. it's, 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 TV used to be the vehicle to sell your pay-per-views but, yeah. but it's not anymore now it's they're getting paid for it so they have to churn it out and yeah. so much of their product now is we're getting paid for this off this entity <laughs> so let's churn some out for yeah. them now it's, it's gone to nation states now mm. so that's what they're, they're just Vince will grab at any cash cow he can and yep. he, that's greased his anus didn't he for the, the Saudis like a snap of your fingers that's the nature of the business and it's like it's it's hard to knock that but at the same time you, you need some quality control over uh, now that everyone is sitting if, if those shows were just for those those individual markets if, if all those markets had, had access to the overall product but those individual sh- those shows were like regional, like the UK pay-per-view used to be over here if that was a, a Saudi only pay-per-view and it, and it was financially feasible fine but when everyone's seen everything yeah. in theory it's just nothing everything means less so yeah uh, it, just, it does feel like as part of that the, the format of the shows need to change a little bit it seems like we've been seeing the same type of show for like way too long now well, that's, that's, that ties into the whole thing where the, so much of the business now is now a paint by numbers caricature of stuff that used worked to work 20 years ago used to work and worked because it was done with a scientific, a social scientific purpose. Now it's the reason the science behind it's been forgotten, and it's things that you didn't you know it's what we're supposed still, to. Do. Yeah, these things we used to do, but the actual rhyme and reason of why they are as, as a vehicle to promote and sell shows or, or yeah, to promote a star to, to hype a match to hype a pay per view, it's not done like that anymore. Mm-hmm. So it's it's done to, as filler because they're getting paid to do stuff. So. Yeah, that that would be that would be. I don't want to need to go back to prime time wrestling, but when we were watching an episode <laughs> right before the show started, it, like it only took us about ten minutes to watch to think this is fucking so much better in terms of getting guys over, in terms of building stuff and the whole zeitgeist that yes. Gorilla and Bobby were putting yeah. out there, just through sort all of just being themselves. And your weekly NXT is sort of a, is a harken back to that in many ways. Yeah, that sort of that that style of presentation. I'm not suggesting necessarily just do a carbon copy of that on Raw, but it seems like it's. You know, it was so long ago where we went from TV of just squash matches and promos to the sort of you know, the more competitive matches with more stars being on the shows, and really sort of that's that's the one big sort of in-ring transition I can remember, and that was the mid '90s. Yeah. Got some uh, rapid-fire questions here to wrap us up from the loyal listeners here. Uh, Andy Howard says, Do you think that WWE will ever consider putting Raw down to two hours and perhaps putting NXT or 205 Live on after it to save viewing figures, he says, which is not what I would um, consider that would be doing. I, be- I don't think it would save viewing figures, and from a personal standpoint, it, it would still have a problem for me. It, doesn't, it, well, wouldn't, it wouldn't matter yeah. that it's now no longer three hours of Raw. It's still three hours, and that's your problem. If it was in theory, if it was just like a, a bolt-on, the third hour was a, a bolt-on standalone. You know, the, it would help, but realistically, it's never going to happen because they'll always do three hours while they're getting paid to do three hours, and no one's going to want the third hour to be NXT. No one's going to pay the equivalent, no. so that'll never help. It won't happen. It's, it's just a purely financial thing. So until, until uh, while someone's willing to pay it, 
it'll be. Uh, that's the thing, yeah. Like someone's paying for it, so yeah. When were the, the TV rights last big negotiated? It was just like this year. They so, got so there is fucking so much money for the for the, for the TV shows more than they they are now richer or they will be starting so next year. They've ever the been before. Fundamental basics to me. How are the ratings so low and everything? People are still wanting to it's, pay loads for it. it. It's because whilst it, wrestling doesn't have the stigma it had in the 90s, despite the, the difference in viewing figures and how popular it was, um, Vince has done a very good job of convincing people. And, and sort of the synergy with ESPN sort of plays into this notion that it's you know, incredibly popular beyond what it actually is. And it's the change in the in the we talked about the way con- content is absorbed now. The numbers are on the on the verge of, if not reaching record lows, but in relation to the TV landscape as a whole, they're still very healthy numbers compared to anything else. Compared on. to anything yeah. else that's on them, that's that's where it comes in. You know, for that first run content, every week. Compare it back to your own history. Compare it to what else is doing. Yeah. It's doing anything at the time. Yeah. Fox. For SmackDown, for SmackDown, two hundred and five million dollars a year. Two hundred and five million dollars a year. Raw, two hundred and sixty-five million dollars a year. That's insane. That's like fuck. That's half a billion dollars a half, year for your TV half a rights. Billion, and then throwing how much did they get for the two Saudi shows combined? <laughs> Another forty mil. Or <laughs> <laughs> well, eighty mil. Cause I think it was forty a pop. Let's but, face uh, it. This isn't ninety-six. So you're not worrying about struggling to meet payroll. No, not at all. Um, yeah, this is a good one Carl Dixon how do you think TNA is doing currently with most of their big names currently residing in NXT WWE not too fucking well I'll say is TNA still going not really uh, T- TNA is an impact wrestling sort of exists for all intents purposes it's, it's, it's the same company just downgraded it's, if you uh, can believe it's that. different people in, in charge so what is it like a weekly TV show yeah, yeah. but it's on like pop no it's like the, the ratings are like fucking anemic it's basically just there just barely fucking hanging on. So I, I, the answer to the question and, is not and, too fucking. I was well, say, and, and I've watched some relatively recently, and it does not come across well. No, it, it feels like it's being done in a school gym. Yeah, yeah. and some of the some of the talent look like that's where they should be. <laughs> Anyone in particular you're thinking of, Carl? No, just just a, there's a. I just think there's a general sloppiness to what you see. <laughs> yeah. Um, Daniel Watkins says time travel question if you could be ringside for any one match in wrestling history which match would it be? Well Sean Ray's ladder well, match well I've measured it three times yeah so. Brett Austin Brett Austin no, actually no, no, yes. no, no see I'm, I'm going to say no to that okay because whilst it's my favourite my favourite match in terms of sort of an event and what I would have liked to have seen that's a good point that's a little to different. be ringside for Austin Michaels with Tyson's involvement at Mania 14 I think that because I would I would have wanted to be there live. I've been so excited to that match. I would have wanted a grandstand performance. I'd have been so disappointed by Sean putting on his fake back injury. <laughs> Magically so, but still. Helena Cell with Foley. Oh, that's a good Ooh. one. Helena Cell with Sean bleeding all that. Oh shot. fuck, that match was good. Yeah, it'd be a fucking awesome match. Yeah, I'd go with. Cadian Stampede. Be there. Cadian Stampede from yeah, that fucking crazy guy. Punk Cena, Money in the Bank. In that was Chicago. an insane crowd in Chicago. Yeah. Um, I'd go. Um, I always like the um, Sean Hunter street fight when Sean came back. Oh I'd yeah, love to 2002. See that I think yeah. I'd have probably jumped jump the, the guardrail and hook him at the end. No, I'd gone after Hunter. Yeah, hammer. Hammer. <laughs> it's gonna be another four years, you big nose no, bastard. One of those, um, 
those matches that's like where the undersell was the masterpiece. You know, like Sean did the thing where they fuck, fucked up the plancher the night before and caught oh, his leg, yeah, and you yeah. know, like everything that he did made you think, like, oh god, don't, sure. don't get you know. Whereas everyone else, that the, the company's instinct must have been to hype it up so much, like Shawn Michaels, one of the greatest wrestlers ever returned. Whereas it was all built around like this is just a dude who hasn't wrestled for four years, and he's you know that 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 match then. With everything that he did, like just remember when he like got whipped into the corner and you went oh back in your seat, like because he's obviously held down yeah. and he hooks up, yeah. and you hook up at home yeah. as well. Honestly, the uh, back, that match the is back awesome. Breaker on the chair, yeah. Driving. You imagine seeing oh, that? I've been there that for that live. That's a great, great match. I might so. need to change my vote earlier on. I yeah, love that match. Yeah, I really do Oh, actually, fucking great. Yeah, yeah. It's it's awesome. Awesome. that's fucking awesome. Is it the one with Rock and Brock on Rock it? Rock and Brock and Sean match. and a curtain, um, Ray yeah, and an opener. Yeah, and goals. Yeah, yeah, it's like, yeah, phenomenal show, fantastic show, tis. But uh, yeah, I think uh, you've been reading my Tinder profile again. <laughs> just a game it's called <laughs> um, <laughs> twice two times four times four minutes four twice <laughs> again I think I would have I think being there for the Hogan turn where there's been jaw dropping yeah, stuff that would have been, been jaw dropping stuff would you want to be there for Sean Hogan <laughs> <laughs> I think my vantage point was good enough <laughs> Uh, Gordon McLean says you can book an invasion angle for the WWE which indie company would you choose as the invaders and how would you book it how would you book it it's going to take way more time than we have right now on a show like this but better than they would that's how we do it <laughs> better than yeah. they would I, I don't really think that there's any company right now where an invasion not, not viable would mean that much that would actually really ha- I mean the only guys would be the, the elite guys like the, the Omega Cody Young Bucks because their contracts are up that's, like, and that's not really an indie company as such but I mean yeah, they'd do it. They'd, it'd be them, and then Balor and Anderson Gallows would would turn, would, would turn yeah. and so it'd be yeah. they'd make it a WWE angle. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, they yeah. would. That's the problem. Before you knew it, yeah. yeah. So yeah. and then Roman would come back yeah. and somehow be something to do with it. You know, like, he's really, like even bullshit. Oh yeah, you go over. The McMahon's are back on TV now, so the perfect opportunities there. Yeah, there you go. Sounds awful already, doesn't it, folks? Stephanie has hired. Is it now in control of New Japan Pro Wrestling? Stephanie in a kimono. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Wrap that man. damn thing up tight. Yeah. Uh, I'd do a Halloween episode where like someone like Chikara like invaded, but like they had to like do they had to defend themselves with Chikara wrestling physics, so like people could throw invisible grenades and stuff yeah. like that, and like guys could like slow, go motion. slow motion, yeah, and, like, and like just have to watch the video. How do we fight this? You know, like and uh, let's watch Chikara. By the way, this is a tie back to, to the previous question from Carl Dix about how do you think TNA is currently doing? You won't have seen this, but the Edge and Christian show on the network is fucking hilarious oh this that's one of the this one, one of the first things that few things they produce that's quite great. funny for the, for some of the gags there, there, was a, there was a they're doing like a spoof of the Goonies where they're walking this like I guess they're like walking through the woods or something like that and it's like Tommy Dreamer your boy yeah. with Christian and like Sean Mooney and they're like just walking through the woods and Dreamer's like look at this place it's so dark and cavernous and devoid of life and Christian goes is this the impact zone <laughs> <laughs> And then <laughs> Dreamer Rocks, I kind of still work there. Yeah. <laughs> do you work for them? Yeah, on and off. He does like little matches for them and stuff like that. But uh, the other one this week was uh, they were trying to get Jeff Jarrett on the show, but he refused to go on because his contract ended the day before. <laughs> and he held him up. He held him up saying that he's just signed a new deal with Southport Regional Wrestling because Vince Russo's the new book and he's going to make a wink impact down there. <laughs> 
<laughs> They're just fucking around. It's great stuff. Um, Tom Palmer emails in and says, So, do Cody and the Young Bucks actually have any chance with All Elite? This is the, uh, the, the, the fallout of All In, is that they farm for trademarks for All Elite Wrestling, and the owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars is the money man behind them. Oh, nice. So, oh, Tony. Tony Khan, yeah. Oh, is he? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, we might pull out that, boys, because one of he's got the 600 million floating around now, yeah. from not buying Wembley, but he's also going to get relegated with uh, Fulham and he just <laughs> spent 150 million or whatever on players so he's not getting that back so that might fall through come June time yeah don't look at Blake Bortles contract while you're at it <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, uh, I, it's interesting I mean he's been like an Observer subscriber for years really yeah so he's he's not he's pr- pretty good friends with uh, with Jim Ross as well I think yeah so I think that's where that, that, those talks have started that Ross is going to be involved in either talent or oh well that will piss off Dave Bixen spam <laughs> <laughs> and Vince too god damn but uh, yeah, I reckon that um, I, I don't know. It's, it's hard to say because until you see what the TV landscape is, the one thing that I think is curious. I don't know what the fuck they can do for talent mm. because everybody's locked up now, unless they can strike some kind of deal where they're working with like like they did it all in, where they're working with, like Yo know, Impact and ROH. Because they've well, they've formally left Ring of Honor now, haven't they? They formally left Ring of Honor. Their contracts with New Japan are coming up, but they want to stay in Japan. So I think they kind of want to basically bring them over and be like yeah, you know, kind of in their company type of thing. So. I think it's. I think the jury's out until we see what the TV is, because I think it's, it's not going to sustain as anything meaningful as a streaming thing. I don't think. So, it'll depend on talent. They've got they've got some competitive advantages over you know similar projects that would pop up just because of their you know, notoriety of it. So there's it's all that's advertising and, and PR. So there's they might do okay of it. But what what actually the investment is and what the the actual logistics of it are well wait and see I guess I'll stick my neck out and say just by existing they've got a good chance of beating out Impact <laughs> I think I could run a show in the back garden and do a better job than Impact but uh, uh, yeah so that pretty much sums us up for the uh, the questions that we have time for we do have one last one on the survey There is a, I'm not really sure how you want to answer this but the question was in one word wrestling is See, this is kind of awkward to just give one word. So I, I sort of I want to give one word for and explain why, and one and one word for you know, and, and other words for like New Japan and things. Mm. So it's, uh, Complicated. Com- I can say complex. <laughs> Fundamentally present in more aspects of your life than you probably realise. That one word. It is. If you say it quick. Yeah. Fundamentally. Memories for me. It's not a thing for me. It's not a thing for me now, but it doesn't stop me sitting around a table. And just chatting about it, and actually smiling, like you know, yeah, like yeah. a goon all night, remembering things and thinking about things, and yeah, just some, memories. Some memories. of the best of it. Oh, that was great, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I honestly, Kieran's answer earlier when he was saying about it, when it's actually good and it's right, and the way that it works. That's it's it. Right. It's like that's that, that's wrestling. It's like the, when when it's bad, there's nothing worse. When yeah. it's great, there's nothing better. Yeah. I've got a good one word actually. Nostalgic. <laughs> yeah, sincerely, Crown Jewel's main event, by the way. <laughs> you can use it in a positive or a negative context yeah you sure can but uh sleazy <laughs> like, <laughs> like great when it's I don't know like I said it's, 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 I can't I'm, I'm, I can't draw it down to one word but I think I like I like yours Kieran I can say omnipotent so that can cause, omnipotent there you go that's it. it I'm stealing that word omnipotent I like it because I in every walk of life yeah the if, more if you want a thorough answer buy us a beer buy us a beer and we'll talk about this because yeah. this is like 
we could this actually is its own show it is so prevalent in life in sports in fucking everything in business every, it's everywhere that's my answer wrestling is everywhere yeah. <laughs> that's my one word so with that said we are unfortunately oh, oh no, can I just say yeah just go I'm for talking it about that. Just, this is completely random but have you seen the um, the boxing pay-per-view the two, Fury one? No, there's two pay-per-views. There's Chisora and White, and there's yeah. two another job. But basically, uh, Eddie Hearn's promotional company and uh, Matchroom, and the other one. They're basically running, but they're running. It's like the old territories, basically WCW and WWF. But instead of the guy, whoever's, I think Eddie Hearn booked his second. Vince would have put on a free show. But he's running a fucking pay-per-view, so they're both running pay-per-views head to head. It's like if you're gonna sabotage, if you, yeah. If you're gonna sabotage the guy, if, if you put in a show one, you're doing it to sabotage the other guy. It's just fucking idiots. So they they get it, but not not quite not quite quite, quite enough. Yeah, free shows. I think that would like with uh, with uh, Oscar De La Hoya and his little Golden Boy promotions that he does, where like he's like half there, kind of sort of, kind of has the idea, but when it comes to the details of like hammer out like what is gonna work, it's like it's not there. It's not there. So. Uh, yeah, I think that's. It. I love that topic, and there's a, there's a lot to say on it. So, with that said, uh, we are unfortunately out of time. We didn't get to your questions, comments, or whatever uh, on this occasion. We apologise, but time is uh, short, and Christmas is a calling. So, with that said, I want to thank all of you for writing in. I want to thank all of you for your questions, uh, your nominations, and such. Uh, and we will talk to you again in the new year. So, for Matt Holt, the Christmas one and all, and uh, I'll catch you this time next year. For Kieran O'Rourke. Emotional year, folks. See you next year. And for Carl Jones. I fucking know what a crock of shit. Thank you very much. I thought you were going to play Tell Me. <laughs> yeah. I am Liam O'Rourke, and we're out of here. Talk to you in the new year. Merry Christmas. Bye.